Welcome to episode 54 of the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. It's the retro podcast where we choose one game an episode and share our experiences from the title screen to the credits. No fancy intro this time, just a heartfelt thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for making this special episode possible. As you know, we achieved our milestone of 25 Patreon supporters, and as promised, we bring to you a special two-hour-long episode of Earthbound. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Gaming Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. It is May 7th. 2023 and i am your co-host the fat wizard joined today by alamaxia and lobos and today to celebrate our milestone of 25 patreon supporters you know the one we've been pimping for two years now or whatever uh we're playing earthbound on a very special two hour long episode so this is going to be a test of endurance and i'll tell you my chair is not super comfy so I hope he, hopefully you you two have some very very comfy uh, chairs to, Definitely. to join us. I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this was released in super, on Super Nintendo in North America, uh, June fifth, nineteen ninety five. And fact checkers, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was re- released as like Mother Two. Is that right? I believe is that so. The name in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think something like that. So. Uh, this was a very, very interesting game for me. I'd never played it before, and so it was very cool to come to this and experience what you know, because it's kind of like a cult. You know, it's a darling. Everyone yeah. that talks about it just will rave about it, and you're like, "What's going? Like, why is it so special?" <laughs> so, uh, Alamaxia, I know that you really enjoyed your time, but I want to hear, you know, kind of your thoughts here at, on the at the start of the video here. This is a game that I would not have appreciated when it came out. There is the attention to detail on the details in this <laughs> game and the quick summarization of the tropes that happen in RPGs just makes this so special. Your interactions with the people and the environment and really just how weird the game is. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. How about you, Lobos? What did you think of the game? I loved it. I had played like half of it before. Okay, maybe not half. I had gotten like, you know, I think like three towns in, um, Mm -hmm. which is not half. But, uh, you know, I experienced a good amount of it. I love the quirkiness. Um, I I don't know if you guys have both played Undertale, but like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it reminded me very much. And I'm like, okay, this is where like Undertale got a lot of inspiration and that sort of thing. So. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. I love the, the, the combat mechanics. I love the story. I love just all, like almost every character in the game that you talk to had their own personality almost. And it was just, it was great. It was good. <laughs> yeah. So I had, you know, again, this is the first time I'd played this game, but I did play a game a long time ago called Contact on the DS. And it reminded me so much of this game mm. to the point of, I had to look it up and be like, was this made by the same people and it wasn't made by the same people but interestingly enough i think the reason why contact was made or something like that was they felt it was very similar to earthbound in, t- in terms of feel so hmm. um 
you know, kind of crazy zany stuff. So, so if you're looking for Earthbound, you know, a game that's like Earthbound, I uh, recommend taking a look at Contact. Not a super great game on the DS, but you know, it's a little bit like this. So, uh, let's kind of go down to brass tacks here in the story here, because this story goes places. But uh, Alamaxi, do you want to set us up for what's going on here in the sleepy little village of a uh, well, SMG house is where uh, I name my character <laughs> SMG. <laughs> well, uh, you wake up as Ness and you go outside and find out that, I mean, it's nighttime and police have everything blocked off. There was uh, apparently a meteor that crashed uh, the crash nearby. So you go back home and you try to go to sleep. And now uh, your ne- your neighbor Pokey is out here saying, hey, I, I need you to help me find Picky, my, my brother. He's up. Uh, I think he went up where the meteor was. So really, yeah. it's just starting out. A meteor crashed, and you're gonna go uh, investigate it. And this has one of the tropes that I can't get enough, and I I think every RPG should start out in your bedroom with mm-hmm. like your mom mom waking you up, or at least mm-hmm. your mom in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, you start out in your bed, you wake up, and you get this really cool adventure. There's a couple family members. There's King, uh, which is the dog, and then there is the um, sister. I don't remember her name. Does anyone have that off the top of their head? I don't actually. Yeah, she doesn't play a big part, but you know. It's kind of cool because your whole family loves you. Like your sister likes you and gives you a baseball bat uh, <laughs> to start off with. And then you can raid her dresser for an ATM card. And it got me thinking, as far as I know, the ATM card is what you use to actually like take money, like get money from the game, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing if you miss that ATM card, do you just, can you not get money? Is that, anyone have any thoughts on that? I'm not, I'm not sure mechanically what happens, but I, I, I bet you they gate you before you get it, Maybe. like in some way, or they just auto give it to you, like sure. in another, another way. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really curious there. So <laughs> yeah, we, we go out into the forest, and yeah, there's this really cool meteorite, uh, maniac, <laughs> maniac mansion. Anyone? And uh, we found, uh-huh. we found Picky and Pokey. Now, what comes out of this meteorite? A bee. A bee. Yeah. <laughs> Always the bees. Yeah. And so this is... Um, I guess I can't pinpoint when the game gets weird, but I certainly would say that if you didn't think the game was weird, this is where it gets weird. Because I guess there's this bee is like from the future or something and talks about this evil called... Is it Gygus? Gygus. Mm-hmm. And the bee joins you uh, as a party member, and as you're walking home, you get attacked by all these star men. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, the bee, I think if you hit the star men, you'll do like one damage with your baseball bat, but the bee is the one that's doing all the damage. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So here's the star man that, uh, mm-hmm. that um, you're fighting here. They do the Seems whole like- thing. They do the whole thing of like, you know. You're not strong now, but later down the line, you start fighting star men. So you're like, oh, I've gotten so powerful, you know, builds you up. And this is even a star man junior. Like later on, you'll be fighting like proper star men. So yeah, yeah, this is cool. (laughs) Uh, So uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the combat mechanics. Uh, I'm going to call on you, Lobos, to walk us through how combat works. 
Yeah, it's kind of typical RPG in the sense that you've got an, a melee attack, which is usually like bash or shoot if you have like a ranged weapon that you equip, which functions the same as a regular weapon. It's just, I, I don't know if there is a mechanical difference other than just one that says shoot and one says bash. Um, but you've got uh, goods, uh, you can use your items. You do have an auto fight, which I, I love, uh, auto battling when I can to make things easier. Uh, you have the option to run away, and um, if you have a character that can use spells, psychic abilities, you have a PSI ability, uh, or menu, rather, that lets you kind of browse your spells, and there's, like, offense, recover, um, what, a, like, buff? I don't remember assist, what... Assist, I think it is. Assist, yeah. and... Which has buffs, yeah. I think there's one more... Uh, but I, I can't remember what the categories all are. But uh, you choose one at a time. It's full turn-based. Um, you choose each each member. Uh, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It might be a little advanced for right now, but the, as you take damage, your health will like kind of spin down, like like almost like uh, a um, like a slot odometer. machine. How it's kind of like did it yeah or an odometer, but like fast. And while it's spinning, if the combat ends and you've taken damage it'll just stop at whatever that number was so you can t even if you've taken lethal damage and you stop you finish the battle uh or you get a heal spell that hits before mm -hmm. it hits zero yeah yeah that too uh you can actually recover in that time or survive in that time and i was telling alamaxia that like i both hate and love that because <laughs> it's cool that you can do that and it's a neat detail but then also it means that they have enemies later that are designed to like blow yeah. up and then it's like, oh, mash through all the text so I don't lose as much health as I could exactly. if I didn't. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I'm torn on that. I really but that, love I that basic. mechanic. I, I do I'm, too. I'm actually like, yeah. surprised that I, I don't know any other game that has done that. And uh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's probably some out there that do that. But I was like, wow, that, why don't more games do that? <laughs> It was cool because especially if you get, um, you know, someone gets hit really, really hard and now you're like, okay, now I, I need to quickly make all my decisions for the next round of combat uh -huh. such that I have enough time to heal them. And so you got this like little frantic menu thing going on and I found that that added a nice layer of exhilaration to the combat because, you know, the combat is... I'd say it's pretty kind of by the books. You know, there's a couple mm -hmm. cool things, but for the most part, you're just hitting bash or casting the occasional spell. So having that, I think it really, um, really kind of spiced up the gameplay a little bit. Well, one thing I wasn't super fond of is for both the enemies and your party members, the hit, the miss rate is pretty high, and that yeah. that can get annoying. I don't know if it's just I was under leveled in certain cases, but especially there depending on yeah equipment you have. There is a weapon that Ness gets later, uh, kind yes. of mid-game, that has a ton of damage, but has yeah. a massive hit rate, uh, miss rate. I think it's the yeah. Casey Bat, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. I, uh, when I got that, I was like, what the heck is going on? And I looked at the description, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's nasty. So. Yeah, I tried it for a bit, and it just, it didn't pay off as much. It basically just removed attacks most of the time, so, yeah. Well, because combat is kind of by the books here, as we get to new areas, we'll just kind of rapid fire and show off some of the monster designs because that's the most interesting part of combat. <laughs> of course, we'll show some bosses, but for the most part, uh, battles just kind of play out the same. So we're going to try in the video, we're going to try to highlight 
a lot of the story, a lot of the world building, uh, and a lot of the interactions with characters. Because I think that's where this game shines. And then, of course, mm-hmm. looking at the cool monster designs. So, uh, <laughs> Alamaxia, we're going to go fight a boss here. Do you want to talk about some of the monsters that we're fighting and then, like, what the boss is that we're going to be up against? Yeah, so right now we're fighting against the sharks. They're the punks <laughs> that took over the arcade. And uh, the entire town's afraid of them. Just these, uh, you know, group of kids, punks, and their leader, Frank. So we are going through the arcade right now and trying to get to Frank. So we, we need to have a nice chat with him. Mm-hmm. But Frank has a, a pretty goofy little friend with him. Yeah. Hiding behind a bush. And also, do you just want to talk about the monster design on Frank? Because I absolutely adore <laughs> this. J- just the monster designs in general are... Oh, God. I, they're caricatures of, of yeah. everything. Uh, Every everything in the game is anthrop- anthropomorphic, or I can't remember the. It's a- anthropomorphized. Yeah, we'll anthropomorphic, right? That's, that's yeah, like yeah. A- animal styles. Yeah, yeah. So it everything is brought to life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Fr- Frank is cool because he's just like this sleaze ball dude with this leisure suit pinstripe and he's yeah. holding what looks to be a dagger and an ice pick and a lot of characters in this game have these smiles that just look disturbing you know it's like big red lips and it looks kind of like a clown you know it's like it's yeah. literally going like from your eye to your your other eye and so uh frank you know i think frank is kind of the first difficulty gate you have in the game i had to grind a little bit to fight him and uh once you beat him you get to face off against the his little tank buddy frankenstein frankie stein frankie stein that's pretty (laughs) good mark two yeah i also died here i think a couple times Uh, that was like the first time i i had died um yeah i really like that Maybe not all the enemies, but a lot of the enemies will have kind of filler moves that don't actually do anything. And like, oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so it essentially gives you a free turn, but it's also just like, it's quirky. It's like, you know, um, I don't know. Dog is like, I don't even remember just what like, the specific like ones or something. Yeah. Dog howls or, yeah. Like, and some of them are just like, it's scratching their butt or something like that, you know? And then just, it, they skip their turn. But it's also just funny. It's comedy through the yeah. combat. Yeah, I, I do know that Dragon Quest, uh, you know, is kind of a that's a staple of that series. Mm. But I can't remember when they started doing that. Like, I, I remember like slimes just kind of like you know bopping around or falling over during combat. Mm. So that's it is fun, and I agree. It adds it adds to the lifeness of it, and also gives you a little bit of a breather to heal up or maybe get a free attack in. Yeah. I, I love how uninhibited how like so many of the NPCs are like just random ones you'll go talk to and be like oh I just farted sorry like <laughs> it it smells too bad you can leave or something like you know they just they have they're not shy they don't, they have no sense of I don't know like pride or like they're just like there, all there's out no shame yeah no shame there you go nothing to hide you know and and a lot of their stuff are just complete non sequiturs I think um. <laughs> I think one of the towns, there's a guy you talk to. He's like, oh, um, I don't have any relevant dialogue to this game. It's kind of <laughs> weird that someone added dialogue to me, huh? 
There's yeah. Something, some, something yeah. to that extent, right? Fourth wall uh, stuff and just like, yeah. yeah. The, the fourth yeah. wall doesn't even exist in this game. <laughs> this game just lives and breathes between reality. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get let's talk a little bit more about what has happened. So we beat Frank, and the the mayor is very excited about that. Or, or is it the mayor or the police station? One of the uh, two is the mayor. Uh, the yeah, mayor, yeah. The, the, Thanks the, for getting the mayor rid of those. Let you, wouldn't let you get back to this little uh, kind of blocked off area until yeah. you took. It says care do not of enter. Sharks. And he gives you a key, right, to go into yeah, that area. Yeah, you get a key, and yeah, and other people have been blocked off too. Yep. And some of the enemies in here are just mostly animals. I did want to bring up the rats because the rats, they like don't hit hard at all, but they have a pretty yeah. decent chance to crit. And if they crit, then it's like big damage. So yeah, you never know when you're going to get, <laughs> sometimes it could be the easiest fight. Sometimes it could be the, t the toughest fight. So mm -hmm. Yeah. So this city that we're in is one at, and it is literally like the letter or the number one. Uh, and then two T's, and that'll come into play a little bit as we see some of the other towns. Mm -hmm. But this one, uh, we have encountered the first uh, major boss, I'd say, and you get to them, and it's just like this big star of sorts. And, of oh, course, yeah. there's going to be eight of those throughout the game, and when you get those to those, it's just a, uh, it's a big boss fight. But they're called sanctuary locations. So uh, much of the game is going to these eight sanctuary locations, defeating the boss, and then you see some sort of vision, which is mm -hmm. maybe about um, Ness's uh, early life or maybe like an idealistic memory that he, he, he likes to think about or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the, we just beat a big, what would you call it, a roach Th ant? Titanic like ant. It's Titanic ant. Titanic ant, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so as you see, we're, we're leveling up here. And I did read that the level ups are predetermined as opposed to random. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the only way you can really affect your stats are you can, you know, equip items. And then occasionally there's uh, like a rock that you can eat, like a rock candy you can eat or some other meals. And that will give you like plus one to your stats. But for capsules. the most part, yeah, that's right. Capsules. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for the most part, your stats are just what they're going to be, and you just need to level up uh, to really um, grow Wait. your character. Also, uh, I was just going to say, at, at each sanctuary, we have uh, an item in our inventory called the Soundstone, I believe, and you actually record in a sound. It's kind of like a song, but also kind of ambient sound at the same time, and so you're collecting these all every time you visit the sanctuary. Kind of reminds um, me of Link's Awakening, how you yes. collect all the different oh, yeah. sounds. Yep. And I was going to mention that too. It doesn't go as hard as Link's Awakening. Like, it doesn't at the end play this vast song, but it does have a song and it, it, it kind of cycles through each quote unquote, well, instrument, like, you know, part of the song. And it's, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing uh, we did talk about the leveling and, and uh, kind of needing to grind up for some of those bosses. I think this game does a wonderful job with how they progress your leveling through the game. Like you get to an area and you just you can get experience so quickly to get up to that area's level and then experience just kind of trails off. So mm -hmm. it's real easy to get caught up in the level, but you, you there's not really enough XP to really take you over over the edge too much. Yeah, and one of the things that's also really nice when you die 
that's not a game over. You're not reloading a save. You basically oh, yeah. have, you yeah. keep your progression. You just warp back to the last place you use the phone, which is more or less a save spot. And uh, you, yeah, you just you can go back to the exact same area and try the boss again, or try to grind out. So that was really nice because there were some fights I would I would just you know eat it hard on and um, have to grind up a little bit, but I didn't feel like I was losing progress. So you know that was that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, we're leaving one at, and uh, do you guys remember the town we're going to next? We're going to Tucson. Is it Tucson? Yeah. Yeah, it is okay. Tucson. Yeah. Right. We were gated from going there earlier because the police had blocked it off, but because we we basically helped out Onesen, uh sorry, one at, we're not going to Tucson. Uh, the guards are, have let us go through. So well, we, uh, we had to fight like half the police force in order to oh, prove ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember I don't remember the exact quote, but one of the like it's 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 visceral, but it's funny for some reason. Like one of the police officers was like, I'm going to like rip your heart out. You know, something absurd that's just like, what the, <laughs> like it catches you off guard, but it's like obviously not serious. So it's like funny in a way, <laughs> but I don't know. The, the characters are just, oh yeah, it's they're great. all crazy. Now, do you guys notice the little uh, mushroom I've got on my head? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm feeling I strange. <laughs> feeling strange oh, tell me talk to me about mushrooms boys mm-hmm. your controls go wacky yeah basically left, the, uh, left can be up right can be up down can be left down can be down you don't know and it changes like every 10 seconds <laughs> so i think I, I wasn't for sure but i think what they do is they will rotate so if it, if up is up when uh they'll have a timer and It'll move to like up is right. It'll just cycle it. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. cycle through mm. there. I, so, yeah, I feel like I guess that too. But yeah. yeah, I just I did my my best to get rid of it as soon as possible. They do have an NPC that you can cure yourself, and they also give you money for it because he buys your mushrooms. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, that, it's like you dealt funny. with this. But if I got mushroomed on uh, Ness, I pretty much immediately booked it. Uh, at least in the early game. Get out of here. To, yeah, undo that because, oh my gosh. I would just rotate the controller as it was updating and then <laughs> to help navigate. Uh, it's a pain. So we are in Tucson now, and we're looking for, for uh, Paula. And Alamaxia, do you remember what the whole deal is with Paula? Like why we're looking for her? Uh, she's missing. No yeah, one, uh, she also no one like, knows where she is. She also telepathically like got into our mind, right? Yep, she like, uh, she is very mm. much reaching out um, to to Ness and being like, "Hey, I need help." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we yeah, but we get here and she's been kidnapped. We're gonna learn that. And also, a little bit ago, we just saw one of my favorite uh, group of people, the Blues Brothers. I mean, the oh. uh, <laughs> the, the the Runaway the Five. Runaway Five. I yeah. love I love, the the, I love them so much. <laughs> Oh, now we're fighting for Carlos Santana. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so this guy, uh, we go to this market, and uh, there's kind of this guy that runs the market slash maybe a gang leader slash maybe yeah, not really. And um, he's the market leader. He's the market leader, right? <laughs> By the way, he he honestly looks like Carlos Santana. I love it so much. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, you go there and he's like, I think he's like, I'm going to test you or something like that. And he will tell you where to go get Paula. So that's kind of cool. Did anyone explore the market here and kind of find some interesting items? Yeah, I bought a for sale sign and it's yeah. an item you can use. And like uh, <laughs> this guy runs over and he's like, <gasps> I came as fast as I can. <sighs> what, what are you selling? And like just out of nowhere, he'll come and you, you can like sell some stuff or buy some things, I think, or. Yeah. Uh, or he, maybe he just buys off you and then you can say no and he goes, oh, okay. Well, uh, like, like, it's just like, I don't know. For, the characters are just so My good. favorite thing is uh, you can sell, there's some completely useless items that you'll pick up. So one is like a protractor. Oh, which yeah. Is like worth $1. And if you sell him anything, anytime he sells him something, he's like, oh, man, I'm really glad it came out here. So I just, yeah. I love the idea of someone racing halfway across the world and I sell him a protractor and they're like, yes, <laughs> you made my day. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so uh, Speaking of those things, I guess we should talk about the inventory system because uh, at first, you know, you know, you've only got Ness and each character, and you'll get more characters later, spoilers, but each character has an inventory size of, what, 10? And there's usually, like, some kind of key items you got to carry around as well as your equipment, so it fills up real fast. And mm -hmm. you can um, call your sister who works for, what was it called? Something Express. Is it S, S Cargo? S Cargo S Express. Express, yeah. And she'll send out a dude to come pick up items, or if you want to withdraw items, you can get them like that. Um, but honestly, I didn't use that system very much. I most of the time just sold stuff because I didn't want to <laughs> deal with it. Unless it was something that I was like, this might yeah. come in handy later. And Some it, things they don't allow you to sell. So that's that's right, good... yeah. Yeah, yes. like for instance... um. Uh, I think like the there's a thing called like a broken machine or mm. a pencil eraser, mm -hmm, any mm -hmm. things that could be used but maybe won't be used in the future, you can't sell. Mm. So those are always annoying to to deal with. Because uh, talking about erasers, we mm -hmm. just went to an area that has a a pencil sticking out of the ground, and there's two dudes we talked to, uh, Apple Kid and Orange Kid. Is that right? Or yep. something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. And they're inventors, and uh, so you need to... One of them gives you a, more or less a walkie-talkie, and he can talk to you occasionally when he's got a cool new invention. And one of the inventions they have, I believe, is a pencil eraser. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You have, to go, you have to go back to Tucson and get yourself a pencil eraser, and that will open up this gate for you. Right. It, it, what it does is it erases... A pencil in the world. Yeah. It's not a pencil eraser. It, it's a pencil. No, it eraser. is a pencil eraser of pencils. Yeah, eraser yeah. of pencils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, as you're walking around here, sometimes you'll find these little butterflies, and uh, the butterflies uh, make you and your party relax, which basically means uh, you regenerate a little bit of your psi. So early in the game, I definitely felt the psi pressure. Like there's not a whole mm -hmm. lot of you can only cast a couple spells, and so I, I was uh, reluctant to use my magic. So Psy is basically magic, right? And um, PP. But yeah, yeah. A psychic power, I think. I, that's I, right. I think, that's yeah. right. That's right. The PP there. All right. Well, uh, who wants to talk a little bit about this uh, this cult we've stumbled into? Yeah. This is where Paul is is captured. Yeah, we have, right. We go to Happy Happy Village, right? Mm -hmm. And um, is this the one that's all blue? 
Yes. Like, everything's blue. And it, like all the civ the civilians of the town are kind of brainwashed and they're, they're everything's blue and they're, they're painting things blue. And yeah, there's this cult that's just in this, you know, fully covered garb that's it's more purple to me, but it, it's, it's supposed to be bluish. And um, uh, they are, there's a big t uh, building in the middle of the town and they're having like a yeah. big meeting there and you can talk to like, talk to some of the members and they'll move out of the way and you can navigate your way through that. Um, yeah. but yeah, what, I forget what's happening right off the bat when we get here. Well, so we, we basically found Paula and she's oh, yeah. in a, in a jail. And I think she says there's a dude named car painter. So he, <laughs> everything in this town has been painted with blue, right? So it's kind of got this motif of, of, of painting. And so she gives you a, a badge called the Franklin badge, which that's oh, yeah. super good item. Keep mm. that on Ness. Uh, because that will reflect lightning mm -hmm. uh, when Ness gets hit with lightning. So yeah, mm -hmm. and he, uh, sorry, Paula tells you go over and um, is maybe kill Carpenter or talk to him or something like that. One of the two. So that's that's the current objective right now because uh, Carpenter has the keys to free Paula. So there you go. Ooh, and uh, yeah, so we're hanging out. This was an interesting little puzzle here. Is uh, like you said, Lobos. There was a bunch of uh, uh, guys in blue, and they block off the the uh, the route, so you kind of have to walk and um, and move them out of the way. But once you get in into uh, a little bit deeper in here, we find Alamaxi. What is in front of us here? It's a gold statue, right? Oh, it's the. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of those. It's the Mani Mani statue. Mani Mani, Mani, Mani. Mani. yeah, Mani, yeah. Mani. Do you and, remember where you first see it? Because I, I, yes. I remember where I first saw it. Whenever you are, uh, whenever you are going, uh, when it's in the morning after the meteor, and Ness can actually walk around and go out. There's a little, uh, there's a little shack near where the meteor yeah. was, and the guy there's like, "Hey, oh. I found something down here. Hey, kid, you wanna, you wanna come to my basement <laughs> and you wanna see what I got?" Of yeah, a hundred percent, I do. Strange man. Thank you. <laughs> And his name is Liar X Adjurate, and uh, that's one of my good friends' like usernames for the longest time. So <laughs> I knew it was his favorite character, but just that—that's his name, Liar Exaggerate. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and then um, that many many statue kind of is your MacGuffin. You kind of see that all around the the world, right? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, there's some. It's, it's a bad thing. It is bad. It's having an influence on people. Yeah. And uh Yeah, we what are we we fight Carpainer, right? And kind of knock yep. him out of his stupor, his haze. And exactly. then that kind of disbands the cult that's going on around there and you get the key and then we rescue Paula and then Paula joins us. And And we um, go back to Tucson, right? Go back to Tucson, yeah. We we've rescued her. And I think this is where we more or less want to go and hang out with the Runway 5. <laughs> and the reason why we want to do this is there is a tunnel to go to the next place, which is Threed. Threed. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't caught already, some of the, you know, a lot of the intro villages are named <laughs> like, oh, this is one, what's it, one it, one Tucson, it, Tucson Threed, Threed, and then the fourth one is four. Four side. Four side, yeah. I love it. 
So uh, I love these little dance numbers. So we, <laughs> we went into the club and the Runaway Five, they do this little dance. Music's great in this game, by the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, again, it just reminds me of the Blues Brothers. But uh, these guys maybe aren't so good with money, right? They keep getting <laughs> themselves into debt. Yeah, so or bus- business do? deals, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're yeah. really horrible with negotiations. <laughs> they need a manager, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get trapped in all these sorts of contracts, and they're just basically trapped playing gigs in one place for the rest of their foreseeable lives if nothing else changes. Um, but you managed to get a wad of bills from, uh, what was his name? Um, the The not gang leader of the market or whatever (laughs) right and then he and then you use that to bail them out essentially and then we can hop in their their van or their tour bus rather and they will take us through a tunnel that was previously filled with ghosts and it's too spooky for you to go through but not in the van the van plays i think loud music and and will yep yeah (laughs) keep the ghosts at bay yeah, we saw that a little bit ago. I, I went down and went into the tunnel, and the ghost mm-hmm. will uh, get you out of there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is sort of an optional thing. Uh, you could skip this or, you know, move on and come back to this. But uh, I, after uh, completing uh, that little thing in 3, or, you know, before going to 3, I actually went to the My Sanctuary location in Tucson. Uh, there's a little cave. If I remember right, there's like a cave. Uh, from ha- uh, from of Happy 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 Village. Happy Village, yep. right? Yeah, yep. that's right. And in here, there's just a giant mole man as Mondo Mondo, Mondo Mole. Yeah, Mondo Mole. Yeah, sanctuary location number two, which I did not go here Ooh. until the very end of the game. <laughs> oh, when they tell you where to go, right? Uh. Yeah. They did not tell me where to go, but I saw so There's yeah, there's a there's a rock that will tell you all the locations you need to go to. We'll we'll see in the video. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I yeah. But yeah, I think I went here and it was a little tough for me at the time. Um so I was like, I'll come back later and then, you know, didn't. Uh <laughs> But you're doing it now and yeah, so this is just a, one of those sanctuary locations that you can add to your soundstone, which again is required. There's 8 of them and you got to get them all. And that's why I ended up doing it at the very end. Um, now, yeah. This battle is one of the first ones I feel like that you can't exactly cheese, but a lot of these mm. boss battles, there's some kind of mechanic to them that you can, you can either directly overcome or something you could do that basically one-shots the boss. But this mm. one, if you, uh, if you kept per- paralyzing them, Mm. just wouldn't attack that often it oh, made nice, it a yeah. lot easier to not get, have paula get one shot or two yeah. shot by everyone every one of his attacks yeah when paula joins she is considerably lower level and has really low hp so you got to do some grinding up and it's kind of a pain if a character dies in this game because you have to take them to the hospital we didn't talk about locations and towns but hospitals one of them and at the hospital, you can revive a character. You can cure like uh, some ailments that you don't have any cure items like the for, like mushroom. Yeah, and there's a guy there, and then and there's also you can talk to the doctor, and he'll cure just kind of some regular status effects, which you end up being able to to clear later. So I don't even think I ever used to the doctor proper, but um, but yeah, so it, they they'll give you some items that let you revive a character. 
but I I feel like there were not a whole lot, at least throughout you the can, game. But you can occasionally buy... you can buy them. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. buy them. Like uh, a cup of life noodles, which mm. cup noodles, mm, delicious mm, life noodles. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The uh, the status effects in this game are are quite interesting. Most of them you wouldn't think of when you think about status effects in RPGs. They do have poison, right? So that's yep. the, that's the give me. And I think, uh, and then they have like uh, a cold, like you know, you got the sniffles. Yep. Uh, you can cry. You can have sunstroke. Yep. Um, your your body can turn into diamond. You can be paralyzed. Diamond eyes, yeah. Freeze. Yeah. Paralyze. Homesick, so, yeah. Homesick's homesick, a cool that's one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, actually, this is a good segue because I know uh, Al Max, you were talking about talking to mother, uh, which helps your homesickness. But do you want to talk a little bit about uh, calling your mom or maybe seeing your mom and some of the conversations you might have there? Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of interesting. So I don't know if we touched earlier that um, Ness's dad um, is basically always out on business. Uh, he's never <laughs> actually at home, so it's just his mom, his sister, and himself. So whenever Ness leaves, he has to interact with his family via phone. And the way you save is use a phone and you call your dad and your dad will save for you. And your dad also gives you money. And I think the money he gives you is like equal to the amount of experience you've earned or something. Yeah, it's, it's directly, based off of it. Yeah, directly related. So it's, it's <laughs> real easy to get a bunch of money in this game. Yeah. But whenever you call your mom, uh, if Ness is homesick, he's like, oh, I miss my mother or I want steak or steak or whatever your favorite thing is in the game, favorite food. But she'll she'll cure your homesickness. Be like, oh, thanks for calling, honey. But if you call her without being homesick, you get some pretty interesting dialogue that um, makes it feel like his mom is not exactly faithful, but it's also no. it could be entirely innocent. It, it depends, I didn't catch any I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch that. All right, you need to go into some details here. <laughs> I know, right? This, hmm. So, so she talks about. Um, there's one where she's like, "Oh, I'll I'll tell your teacher next time he's over," or or, or so, something about like mm. it, it seems it it sounds like again if you read between the lines, it sounds like she's yeah. having an affair with multiple oh. people. Oh my gosh. Wow, that changes things a lot for me. She's I, I, so sweet good. though. Like, she you, is so you sweet. Go home, that, which is why it could be so innocent. Yeah. I, I love when you'd go home and she's like, now, nah, now nah, you're too tired. Just eat. Uh, so my favorite food I entered was pizza. Mine and was she's also like, pizza. Just, just eat some pizza and go to bed. And I'm like, oh, mom, I love you. Like you're the mm. best, you know? Like, they do They do a very so good cozy. job. Yeah, they do a very good job of making it a homey feel and, and mom's yeah. going to take care of you and all this stuff. And yeah, when you're creating your names at the beginning of the game, you can set names for the characters. I left them all default. Um, yeah, me too. Except but, for my own character. Right, except for SMG, yeah. Um, and then you choose your favorite food, which I did pizza as well. And then nice. you also pick a favorite thing and that becomes the name of basically ness's ultimate psychic ability um which is a nice aoe damaging spell oh, oh um, wait is so so because i i had games so yes or so mine was psi games yes are you saying that was psi whatever you entered there? correct yep. that's correct yep 
Oh yep. my goodness! I had no, I didn't yeah. even correlate those. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because I put I put uh, my wife's name because because like she was right next to okay. me while I was playing, that, and I was that's like, pretty oh, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to me, like Psy Games seems like a completely legitimate spell name, right? <laughs> I, I, I yeah. use gaming, so it was like Psy Gaming. Psy so, yeah. Gaming, yeah. Oh, nice. Ah. nice. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh man, so we well we didn't skip, but we we missed the first probably half of Threed. Which has yeah. been overrun by zombies? Yep. Yes. And the zombies are uh, hanging out in a tent. Oh, yeah. no, they're, they're, no, they're, no, oh, no, they're not. Not in the tent yet. They're like in the graveyards and stuff. And, everyone else uh, is hiding. And, and everywhere else, yeah. Um, and I think you go to, to confront somebody about it, and the zombies ambush you. And mm-hmm. they, they, uh, they kidnap Ness and Paula and lock you up. And so you're like, what the heck? And then I think Paula reaches out to our new friend, Jeff, mm-hmm. who's at like an academy uh, in the north in Winters, which yeah. is a snowy area. And then you suddenly you take control of Jeff and uh, you can explore the, the school before you leave and start to make your way to Ness and Paula. And Jeff- now, I will say in. Go ahead. I would say Jeff is a really interesting character. Um, mm-hmm. He's very different from from Ness and Paula in that he uh, he gets some very overpowered items he can use called bottle rockets that um, basically break the first three quarters of the game. <laughs> but uh, he also will fix broken things. So right there at the beginning, he fixes this uh, broken paint can, and you get a defensive spray. And that's your hint that if you come across other broken things, then mm-hmm. he'll eventually fix them. And I couldn't really pinpoint what uh, triggered him being able to fix something. But if you keep all those little broken items, you find you can get some really powerful weapons out of it. Oh, yeah. Or, I, got a, I got a bazooka, items. which was amazing. Yeah, the rocket launcher thing was amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's based off his level and then when you take a rest, if you have an item that you're high enough level for to repair, then he'll repair it, and then now you have that item. Some of them are just one-time use, like the defense spray up somebody's defense for a battle, but then a lot of them are multi-use, um, and those kind of become his, his main ways of attacking or, or doing anything, his main actions, because he doesn't get any psychic abilities. And he's he can shoot stuff, but it's pretty mediocre physical damage. And sometimes you need things like buffing the party or, uh, yeah, the bottle rockets are consumable one-time use as well. So if you're not going out of your way to buy them a bunch, you might get them here and there and then use them and then they're done. Or save them for a boss and just nuke the boss. And that, that's mostly what I did. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Now, as I'm watching this and kind of reflecting on the game, mm-hmm. um, you know, the reason we're we're talking to Jeff is Paula once again has reached out and has communicated with someone kind of through the ether, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I wish that the game maybe made a bigger deal out of her actually like praying, because that will come mm-hmm. into play late, much later on in the game. Right. But um yeah. but yeah, I think I think it's it's something maybe you're supposed to pick on that like Paula has this innate ability to communicate to uh, other people mm-hmm. and almost like like directly like call out to that a uh, person and say hey i'm talking to you 
um, listen to me. So that's how we kind of got to to Jeff. And uh, uh, yeah, so you start out and you kind of have to, um, you learn about the repairing uh, that you talked about. I think you have to repair a key to get some basic equipment and you can go down. And this is one of the things that was really great is you go to um, a shop, right? And there is a pack of bubble gum and they say, hey, if you buy this pack of bubble gum, you get a free monkey with it. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll take a free monkey. I don't know. Like I played, I played uh, a link. Link, or yeah, link to the past. Link to the yep. past. Mm-hmm. Like I know Kiki, monkeys are yep. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, so yeah, you use that monkey and basically uh, you use. Um, the monkey loves bubble gum. Yes, he book, does. Uh, on, and then that uh, that more or less summons like a Loch Ness monster type thing, and then you yeah. ride. You ride the head of that to go down and meet your father, right? Yeah, uh, Doctor kind or of, something or another. Kind Dr. of like is is strange. Like not like they don't really check in on each other. And he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah. uh, hey, son. Like, uh, okay, here. And then here's a spaceship that can take you to where you need to go. And maybe we'll talk again. Bye." And it's like. <laughs> It, and a funny thing that happened to me was I tried to interact with the spaceship like two or three times and I didn't hit the sweet spot of entering the spaceship. So I oh, backtracked no. and started looking all over the place. And then oh, it, no. I eventually had to look it up and it was just like, yeah, interact with the spaceship. And I was like, what? And <laughs> I just, yeah, I just missed the sweet spot. <laughs> but in any case, you get a nice long cut scene of Jeff flying over some perhaps future locations. And then... Uh, crash lands straight into the prison there where Ness and Paula are being held. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good thing we have learned how to unlock doors with Jeff because that's going to come in handy right here uh, as we're um as we're trying to break out of prison with SMG. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it's like it it's key the machine is like a, a key fixer or something like that. Yeah, and I think yeah, it like molds like a key for the for the purpose that you need, so you use that, um, and then it gets you out of bad, the room. Bad key machine, I think. Is bad yeah. key machine. Yeah. Now, here's the tent you were talking about a little bit earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they give you a clue on what you, they want you to do for the tent here. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, how that logically works. I don't think it matters, but... Um, oh, actually, I guess we have to fight the, the tent first. I had forgotten about this. This, but, is, a, uh, this is a different tent. tent. It's to the south. Yeah, boogie tent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's there, right. Yeah, there is another tent in the center of town, um, and I think like the like the council of the town or something are there, kind of talking about what to do, and they're like, if only we could somehow like, um, I don't, I don't remember where you get the item, but it's like zombie glue or zombie zombie, <laughs> zombie paper. Yeah, like fly paper. You get it, after and you beat this boss and Apple kid gives you. Oh, okay, one. okay, that's what it is. Yeah, at the <laughs> Apple Kid and Orange Kid very conveniently will call you as you're in need of something and be like, "Hey, I just invented this thing." That's trout ex- flavored ice cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, trout flavored ice cream. Um, yeah, and uh, in this case, it would be zombie paper, and you come up with an idea to lure all the zombies to the the main tent. But have a bunch of zombie paper down so it catches them all, and then they they can't do anything. Now, I don't remember another... why. Oh, I was gonna they say I don't remember why we're tent. fighting the tent, the boogie boogie tent. 
Well, you have to you have to take down the tent in order to get the uh, zombie paper from Apple Kid. But oh, there okay. There is okay. another thing that you can get after the after the tent called fly honey. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. That's hanging out in a trash can, and that is not helpful except for one boss, mm-hmm. and it will effectively disable that boss entirely. Yeah. Which I actually did manage to get, so yay. Nice. Likewise, yeah. Kept it in my inventory the whole time. Like, this will come in handy. This will come in handy. <laughs> yeah, so now we're seeing the all the zombies are attracted to the tent. And uh, again, the whole reason we wanted to move those is uh, we're looking on the video right now. There's a ladder down to this area. And I think it's maybe the sewers or something. And that is where we want to go, but it was being blocked by two zombies. So by pulling all the zombies down there, we have now opened up the path to get down there. So that's cool. I love that you go into the tent and there's zombies just laying down. And like (laughs) some of them are like, well, like, I don't know what. Yeah, there they are. (laughs) And they're just like, I guess I'll just stay here. Some of them don't say anything. But yeah, (laughs) again, it's just the characters they make are just ridiculous. And then there's a guy in a... In the tent here, that's like, boy, there's a bunch of zombies here. I wonder if they could still get me. Oh well. Uh, and he's like, never thinks to like leave the tent and just uh, escape <laughs> from the zombies there. One thing that I did want to talk about, kind of going back to the battles, because I think this is a really cool little uh, visual flair. Is all of the battles have these crazy backgrounds? Oh yeah, that almost look like I don't know, like I want to say they're like psychedelic style. Yeah. Yeah, psychedelic. Yeah. They're using like so, the random patterns, like kaleidoscope patterns and stuff. It's like the 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 mode seven kind of stuff where there's like scrolling mm-hmm. textures that just kind of yeah, they re- really distorts and warps. And yeah, it's an interesting background for sure. And I kind of wonder now if they're associated with. Uh... Mm. enemy types or just the areas they're in or how they determine uh determine what uh what background should have here oh i didn't i didn't pay close yeah. enough attention yeah that's a good yeah. question also th- oh yeah you know yeah yeah i'm not yeah. sure if it was the same for every you know the same enemy encounter hmm. Hmm. interesting well we are uh <laughs> we're fighting uh this i love this dude He's got these big googly eyes and a little frown. <laughs> little slime. Is, the, is mini uh, mini barf, I believe his name is, and mm. we're gonna we're gonna fight his his big daddy, uh, Belch. I think his name. Oh yeah, is. Belch. Later on, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we went down into this little sewer area, or you know wherever the zombies were guarding. And now we're gonna work our way through the these tunnels to uh, kill this last guy, and at I don't actually remember why we are trying to clear out this area. Does anyone remember what's going on? Like what the objective is? Uh, I forget I if he's like generating to to Saturn Valley. Aren't we? But is are there, we? I thought he was like ge- blocking us. The zombies were being generated from here or something like they're attracted. <laughs> I think it's still resolving that. I could be wrong. It's been a while though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we could talk more yeah. about a little bit about like how like, overworld combat stuff works because there are it's got mechanics like other other jrpgs where you can see the enemies on the screen where you can ambush them if you walk into their backs or they can ambush you if they walk into your back so you need to be conscious of that and especially as your party grows they can ambush your party members which you don't they trail behind you and that can cause some 
some issues with that. But also, typically, once you clear out a sanctuary boss, um, the enemies will all in that area start running away from you, and that That's gives super you cool. it gives you really nice like opportunity for farming. Because if you're high enough level and you get sneak attacks, even sometimes if you don't get sneak attacks, you'll just auto-complete the battle and get all the rewards. So it's super nice for, for farming up a bit. Totally. Yeah, I love that. And again, it seems really cool when you kill the big baddie. Everyone's scared of you now. So it, it, it was a lot of fun to just have monsters run away. But uh, Alex, you're talking about Saturn yep. uh, Valley. Man, these guys are fun, right? I love. Why don't Mr. you walk Saturn. us through Mr. Saturn? They're all Mr. Saturn, right? Every one of them is Mr. Saturn. <laughs> this, li- this little, this little, basically, oh, it, it, like, it's hard to describe. This little, this little flesh ball with a couple little stubbly legs, a big giant nose, some whiskers, very bold eyebrows, and a, a little bow on the one hair that comes out of their head. And yeah. they uh, all the all the font that they use whenever they <laughs> talk to you is very loopy and and swirly and it kind of gives you that it it kind of you understand kind of how they talk different it's it's like this <laughs> weird like do you want to stay here yeah. like and they're all boing they always say boing zoom. boing boing yeah. zoom they it's just got yeah. these these words oh, they cool. use but yeah it's it's almost like so friendly. It's like webdings, but you can read it or something like <laughs> yeah, or wingdings. <laughs> yeah, wingdings. They give us a little clue uh, to enter the secret area uh, where Mister Belch is. Uh, do you guys remember what the clue is? It's about saying saying the password, and then you have to wait. You, you got to say the password. Yep. Yeah, and you have to wait like thirty seconds or something like that. Three or... minutes. Is minutes. it three minutes? Three whole minutes? Okay. Yeah, you literally just sit there for three minutes. <laughs> I did for I almost. Wanted to have a three-minute section in this video where we just sat there and wait. <laughs> but, I mean, there's just so much to talk about. I couldn't justify yeah. three minutes of it. So. Dedicated to that, yeah. Uh, but just, like, that would have been cool. So think about, like, that. Yeah. Pretend that yeah. we did that. Now, before we get into this boss, uh, we just went through a room that had a magic butterfly. And this is <laughs> one thing I think the game did really well is right before you're about to come up against a super hard fight, there's usually a room that you could enter and exit and enter and exit constantly to keep getting magic butterflies. So you could sit there and get your party completely regened up like mm-hmm. a room before the boss, which mm. was very helpful because um, if you spent too much of your um, PP, your psychic power yeah. going in there, then some of these bosses just you, ha- you had no chance. Yeah. Yep. Or, or you, you, you die and then come back and fight again a little bit stronger yeah so mr belch here (laughs) yes yeah which by the way going back to the tent that we're fighting i did end up using a bottle rocket uh to kind of give numbers there a comparison i think my characters were doing 60 damage and the bottle rocket came in and hit for like 530 so Mm -hmm. yeah lots of damage Mm -hmm. now i think this is the one that i used the fly honey on yep is that Yeah, and yeah, I it don't just, remember what that does. It just disables him. Like, it, it just distracts him the whole time, right? I don't think he does anything. Yeah, because he, he loves, he wants to eat the fly honey, right? It. Yeah, he just yeah. eats it. <laughs> and I I used it, but, like, literally at the end of the fight. I was like, I used it, I and I'm too, like, yeah, oh, yeah. snap. And then I got, like, two turns of him just doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, because um, you actually have to use it. You can't just walk into the fight with it. You have to actually use the as an item, right? Yeah. 
Now, I, I like um, whenever you're interacting with Belch. His name is Belch, so he's, he's constantly here this just burp <laughs> whenever he talks. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing that was kind of cute is uh, when you start the game and you're entering in the, the names of your characters, they kind of have a, a person that kind of like talks to you and something like blah, 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 that sort of <laughs> weird, weird confirmation there. But uh, here, here's some cool thing here. This is kind of just reflecting on our journey here. Yeah. And I'd say maybe halfway through the game at this point, maybe a little less here, but it's a good mm -hmm. opportunity for this little screen to come up and just, it's just a, you know, got the wavy pattern and just text that is going by. And it's like, Hey, you know, you've had a little bit of a journey so far and you're going to be important and, and keep it up. And I like that. It yeah. It's a like cool a little, it's like a milestone point and you're, it's totally unexpected. Uh, at least it was for me because you just walk up to a Mr. Saturn and he's like, would you like some tea? And it's like you drink some tea and then you start to like hallucinate and then the screen turns into this <laughs> scrolling text and it plays this like this, I don't know, like music that just it sets a vibe of like doom, almost like I mean, I guess I guess you're supposed to be kind of hallucinating and just having a feeling good time. And and then you're thinking about what everything you've done up to this point and, and what you're about to do. And it's really interesting. It's it's a. It's a a strange takeaway from what the rest of the game is, which happens kind of often. Like, you know, it leaves its the cheery feel of and the silly feel that is is there for most of the game and then becomes a little more serious, but also like I don't know, it's just it, the game does that in several places and it's like, wow, oh it's okay. It stays wacky. Yeah. But but with but it doesn't go too deep into it. It keeps itself grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're talking uh, about drug reflecting sign. <laughs> the drug sign. That's uh we'll get that's to that just where you buy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also kind of this suspicious guy above it. He's like, hey man, what do you want? You know, kind of looking just a little <laughs> shifty like guy. T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um kind of going back to the uh that T segment we mm -hmm. had, I want to talk a little bit about the photographic uh oh, yeah. or the the oh, photographer I dude. So periodic, periodically through the game, <laughs> yeah, the mute that music you'll hear that music, and then uh, this dude will just come down. You know, he pauses the game more or less. He comes down, he's like, hey, "I'm gonna snap a photo of you." All right, smile. He, he spins uh, from the sky down. Yeah, down. just woo. <laughs> and uh, he takes a photo, and I wasn't able to determine. I, I think the intent is they take those photos and show those at the end of the credits, but I wasn't able to determine if that's true. Does anyone? Did anyone recognize something in the end credits? It's like, oh, this is clearly like specific to yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that I was wondering that too. Um, I don't, I don't think any of the ones that I saw had specific things. But yeah. you can be in slightly different positions. You could have different party members. So yeah. I imagine they probably just like they they don't do it specific to you, but they do base it off that, like you know, flags for whether or not the characters are oh, all there, that kind of thing. But it's still like a default. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. Well, because I, I could have sworn one of my characters was dead for one of them. And when oh. your character is dead, you have a ghost version of them. Right. So I didn't see any. But um, yeah, that would be interesting to kind of look up there. Yeah. 
I like every time he's like, all right, say fuzzy pickles. And then <laughs> fuzzy, fuzzy pickles. Ness just puts up his, his two Gosh. fingers. And all the other characters are just kind of standing there. Yeah, they're just like, what? Ness is so darn cute, though. Right? <laughs> like he's got this. He's got the happiest smile. He's got the peace sign there. He's like this. He's living his best life here. <laughs> well, oh. this area is is quite long. Uh, you know, you, we've got a desert. We're gonna go in and out of that a little bit. But we find one of my favorite groups again, the Runaway uh, Five. Uh, they got they got themselves into debt again. Again, a million dollars. Oh boy. Yeah, and yeah, a whole different but, theater, same problem. But yeah, yeah, but they're doing a nice little show here, music. which again I love. Yep. Yeah, the music in this game super great. I love, I love the different themes here. Again, the. Mm -hmm. uh, the Runaway Five, I love their music. I can like hear it in my head how, how good that is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of super iconic music. I was just every time I hopped into a shop, I knew what was coming, and I would just like you know, just kind of like mm -hmm. kind of a, a bluesy western kind of thing. And then just each town, you'll eventually start traveling around different towns, and you'll remember the music. It's super memorable, super well done. Um, but we've made it to Foreside. Our fourth. Who are we talking to? Town. Who's the leader here? Ooh, uh, well, the leader is Monatoli, right, Mister Monatoli? But we're talking to Pokey, yeah. who has yeah. Suddenly he's he's caught up in some some things, and by caught up I mean like he's kind of taking charge. He's he's I don't know. He's <laughs> he's making he's some plays. Like the, he's like the big exec in town, right? He's got mm -hmm. all the money. And he's got bodyguards, and he's kind of bullying. He, well, if you talk to him, he definitely bullies you around. I think he calls you, like, pig nose or pig face or something like that. He's really rude to you for being your best friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So mm. we're going digging. And, uh, Alamaxi, do you remember the whole sequence with the... Um, the, the we're trying to find gold, right? You remember this area? Yeah. What we're doing is we have to go through a maze, and we have to uh, we have to defeat all the moles. So there's five moles down here, and uh, the first one we come come up against here is the uh, the third strongest mole, uh, number three. So you have to work. It even says it in the background there, yeah, so you know definitely number, number three. Definitely yeah. know it's number three. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get to the end of there and and get that gold uh, to help out the runaway five. And what's fun is there's five moles you have to defeat, but they're all the third most powerful mole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they all say something different, and, and I love it. Yeah. One of them is like, I'm definitely the third strongest. Yeah, the rest <laughs> are liars, and they're, uh, they're cute. So, so we skip through most of them because they're all kind of the same. They all have some cute dialogue, but for the most part, yeah, you just go through this little maze, and um, once you clear it out, uh, the guy who's trying to mine can finally f complete his mining operation, right? And so, again, we're trying to find some gold. Um, and we didn't quite get gold, but we got something just as good, which is a diamond. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's probably like a million bucks, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more because, you, yeah, you go to give it to her and she's like, oh, oh, just a diamond? Okay, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this isn't worth that much, but it's yeah, enough. Yeah, she's like to, maybe $50, dollars right? $50. <laughs> but that's enough to, you know, you know, get the Runaway 5 off the hook. Um, 
And I don't remember uh, why we're doing this. I know the department store is closed, which is like a big yeah. multi-story building with shops and stuff like well, that. Well, I think someone tells you that you need the Runaway Five's help. Yeah, or was it the model? You have to talk with Venus, who is a dancer with the Runaway Five. That's right. So you need yes. to get them to, to do their last show so that you can meet Venus. Oh, okay. That's right. Yep. Oh, and then the department store opens, yeah. The department store is open. So this is probably... For me, one of the biggest difficulty spikes. Um, yeah. Lobos, did you have any any problems on this one? Is so this is one where Paula gets gets abducted, stolen. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was tricky. Yeah, you explore the whole department store. You're like, cool, 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 and you start to leave, and then the lights go out, and you just keep hearing over the loudspeaker, and it. Yeah, you see some alien figure scurry by, and suddenly Paula's gone, and then the loudspeaker comes on and just goes do 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 do, and says, uh, "Ness, uh, please come to the fourth office floor." And yeah, this this place definitely was pretty tough. I died a couple times, and um, again, it's kind of nice because you earn XP, and then you die, and then you respawn. But now you're a little bit stronger, and then over and over and you can keep doing that until you get super you know strong enough yeah but yeah big groups of enemies um i remember there's like the (laughs) the enemies now are ridiculous by the way there's a vinyl (laughs) there's a cup of coffee i remember that will splash and deal aoe nasty that thing is real yeah real nasty it just does damage to your whole party and a lot too um so yeah it it gets messy gets messy and you can see my character is homesick. And so oh, when you're homesick, yeah. you have some chance to basically lose your turn and it just says, you know, mm-hmm. your character was missing your mom and then that's the end of your turn. Yeah. Some, at this point in the game, I started doing a lot of um, spawn manipulation, which if you ever played like Mega Man, yeah. early Mega Mans, you can kind of see an enemy and then scroll them off the screen and then come back and maybe they're gone or, or it's a, in this case, it's like, different spawns so sometimes it might be like three enemies and you're like oh crap but then you scroll them off scroll them back and then there's a butterfly and you're like oh that's much better (laughs) so i'll take that that. and sometimes it's just nothing and you can just walk by so um i didn't use running away a lot but i did a couple of times uh because i you know i failed to to deload the enemies or whatever and i was in a rough situation so i don't know how overall how tough it is to run away from things but for me it seemed like maybe 50 50 yeah i was gonna say it seems about 50 50 yeah yeah but it's one of those where if you miss a turn often you can get yourself in a real bad situation yeah and and then you're like it's often better to just fight Mm -hmm. because yeah at this point in the game uh going up the department store you know paula's became a real powerhouse of uh, a spellcaster so you get you'd frost things it would it would freeze them potentially, skip their turns. Like she was really strong, and then they just remove that, and then yeah, you have some tough battles. You go all the way to the top, and then you fight this. Um, oh, what was his name? I don't remember. Some little alien guy. Oh, it's like a, a store spook or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't think you get Paula back. Um, nope, nope. Nope. And no, I didn't know where to to go after that. Yeah. And so, but the game does have an in-game hint system, which is cool. 
uh, every town, I believe, has a vendor there, and they'll sell hints there for pretty cheap. By the way, money, for the most part, is is irrelevant. Like, you'll always have enough money to do stuff. Uh, I very rarely was out of money, so, yeah, you know, paying a little bit for a hint wasn't um, wasn't a deal breaker there. And so they tell you to go to the cafe, and there is a secret... Uh, actually, no, you go to the cafe and you talk to someone and then there's someone kind of laying on the ground. They're all Outside, gathered yeah. around him. Everdread. And he tells you... Sorry, what was that? It's Everdread. It was our yeah, friend Everdread. from Everdread. Right, right. The not gang leader yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he tells you that there's a secret switch in the cafe and then he gets up and walks off. He's like, okay, I'm okay now. And everyone just watches him walk off there. But what, his line that he says, I love it, I don't remember who it was, but he said, uh, oh, this character stole from a thief. A thief stole from a thief. And he's very <laughs> upset about that. <laughs> Counter thief. So, uh, question for you guys. Yes or no, are we in Moonside? No. Moonside. There you go. What'd you mm. say, Alexia? We're in Moonside. <gasps> no, that's not. No, the, no. the right answer is no. <laughs> uh because we yeah we so teleport over to Moonside. Opposite. Yeah, that's ah, right. Yeah. That's ah, right. Ah, no, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, this place. <laughs> I oh man, I didn't like this place. It, <laughs> I, guess, I didn't like it either. Th- this was tough. This is basically a mirror realm of Foreside, except there are like arbitrary invisible walls uh, as you're exploring the outside. And then there are like surfer dudes with blonde hair you can talk to that will teleport you. Not randomly, but you they don't they're not dis- distinct from each other, so there might be like three surfer dudes right next to each other, and they'll teleport you to a specific spot, and you have to kind of keep teleporting around um and uh you you eventually find an n p c next that that seems to be blocking where you need to go, and he I don't remember if he gives you some sort of hint right there. He does. He's like, oh, I'm only moving yeah. for someone with like thick eyebrows and glasses yeah. or something like that. Yeah, some sort of teeth. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe the, the teeth there. Yeah. But you, you have uh, to just keep teleporting until you find your way. And um, I did have to eventually guide because I was just, I kept going in circles, um, exploring all sorts of wrong places. But then I, I, I found the right teleport guy. I watched a video and was like, okay, that's where I need mm. to go. And then after a certain teleport, there's an invisible person that's following you. And they say, Teehee, you can't hear, you can't see me, right? And, uh, and then they, they'll start talking about how they have these specific features that that guy was looking for. And, but you can't ever see him. He's just following you. And you take him there. And then the guy's like, oh that person has this and this and this. I'll let you through. Uh, and then you fight, have a fight with the Manny Manny statue, Monty Monty statue that mm-hmm. is creating this whole realm as an illusion, right? Unless I skipped yep. stuff. Yeah. No, that's, yep. that's exactly right. I do yeah. want to talk about the visuals of Moonside because it's very striking. Mm-hmm. It's very like, there's a lot of black, but then all the edges of like the buildings are neon. So yeah. it has this very cool like, Almost like a one of the star levels in like a Super Mario Brothers hmm. or, or uh, what was the, the special star star road Super Mario World I oh Mario World yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
So uh, yeah, you, you destroy the Mighty Manu statue, and then you awaken in basically the storeroom, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh yeah, you were more or less dreaming because the Mighty Manu statue was projecting this stuff into your head," and uh, and then uh, boy. <laughs> Oof. We learn about some trout ice cream. Uh, we get some trout ice cream uh, to this woman who's so thankful. And she says, hey, why don't you come up to the 48th floor of the skyscraper here? And uh, that is where we're going to see Mi- Master Pokey again, right? We see uh, Monotoli right here. In- yeah, oh, Monotoli, Monotoli right. with yeah, Paula, who's been... Yeah. S- kept here and then yeah i think i don't think he fight him or anything he's just like oh i was kind of uh, manipulated into this and i'm so sorry paula you can go uh, and paula joins you and then he's like you know what uh yeah the money money statue it, it was an illusion and kind of had control of me or whatever you can take my helicopter it's you know go through the secret door and then you go to it and somebody beats you to the punch Aww. Any bets on who it might be? Well, judging oh, by I, the giant head no. <laughs> <laughs> sticking out, just that image right there with his head sticking out of the front yeah. makes it look like his head is the face of the helicopter. I mean, <laughs> th- that right there could have been an enemy you fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but Pokey has taken the helicopter from you. Of course, like makes fun of you, and then he he takes off. And yeah, the Runaway Five gives us a, a ride again, huh? Yeah, back to three. Back because, to three. Yeah, they don't tell you why you need to go here. They're just like, ah, you, you had to go there for a reason. I'm sure you guys know why. So, uh, you know, well, again, they don't tell the player, but the, it right. seems like SMG or the Nest tells the Runaway Five why they want to go there. So, anyway. Yeah. And the well, reason why. if we haven't, we, we, we lost our helicopter, we need something else that flies. Well, we remember one thing that we've flown in before, and it's the, the crashed spaceship, of course, which has now been, they said they painted over all the broken parts, which, yeah, you know, that's enough to fix it. So, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's game. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they give you a hint back here. Back to Dr. and Donut's lab. And yeah, Donuts, yeah, because... Yeah. Because previously we were here, and uh, this is a Stonehenge, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go here, or you can try to beat this boss earlier, but I'm, I think I did, but I, I failed. I was too weak, so this is an opportunity to come back and, well, you, and you try can't, to kill this. You can't fight him at first because you yeah. don't have the soundstone. So I think you have to have, have to Ness. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I think he mentions like uh, you, or it just straight up says like you can't do this without Ness or something like that, you know. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um but then yeah, you come back and and you you had seen this sanctuary guardian, so you come back and defeat it, collect another soundstone song and um yeah. And then no, we don't go into s- down Stonehenge yet, but not yet, not yet. <clears throat> So I don't know if you just saw, but one of the items that that Jeff used was called a Hungry HP Sucker. This is an okay Mm. mid-level item, I think. Uh, It doesn't work all the time. Yeah. But it is cool because it did some serious damage to that boss, about 250 hit points, and then you absorb some amount of health from that. So 
it was uh it was pretty nice and again that's one where you just constantly can use it so it's not uh it's not a consumable it's a reusable item and again i think only jeff can reuse or can use those reusable mm -hmm. items right and then i think anyone can do the consumables is that right yeah, like the defense spray. Defense uh, spray, yes, but oh, bottle rockets, I think, are specific Jeff to Jeff. Only. But bombs, anybody can use. Bombs, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of arbitrary uh, distinction there, but yeah, some of the things I guess are take a little bit more uh, IQ that Jeff has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we were just in a cold area, so uh, you know, in winter, so maybe we uh, heat it up a little bit here. <laughs> Go somewhere a little more exotic, uh, a town called Summers. And we're going to stay here for a while only because our UFO blew up once again. I guess that, that paint doesn't hold up too long. Yeah, and this time it seems to be like completely destroyed. It's just like, that's done. Ooh, now so Summers here is a, a nice little resort. You know, you think about, uh, uh, you know, like a, a hotel on the beach there. You got your palm trees and you got your uh, your patio furniture, lounge or, um, <laughs> you know, sand, uh, sand chairs, whatever you call those things, yeah. poolside chairs. Yeah. And uh, we actually picked up a new skill, right? Yeah, I forget when we learn it, but we, we do learn the ability to teleport, which is pretty dang cool. And it's got kind of a little, not a mini game, but it's, it's got specifics to how you can actually cast it. Yeah, and I liked that. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, uh, so there's, there's multiple tiers of the spell, but the first one you get is teleport A, and you basically need a runway. Of, and if you hit anything while you're running to build up speed to teleport, the, your characters will all just like kind of crash, and it'll be like mm -hmm. kind of charred. They all look charred. But they bumped and it failed. The spell failed or fizzled, <laughs> and so now you can he, teleport around now and 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 uh, get NPCs or whatever you need. Now with that teleport A, you have to have the runway, but you could also you could also rotate them around really quick. Um, That's true. Oh, cool! So I didn't know that without actually. Without having to get the teleport B. Um, right. Yeah. I thought nice. I thought you lost control of the character, so I didn't even try. That's awesome. You can move them a little bit there. Uh, I, they move so quickly that I had troubles trying to navigate them precisely. Mm. So it's just one of those where if like if there's a slight bend, I was able to hit that bend. But if it's any more complicated, then I wasn't able to teleport. But uh, it would be really cool to see some of the speed runs here that uh, <laughs> figure out like this really optimal place to uh, teleport, and they have to like navigate their character through this really perilous uh, zigzag or whatever to to do that. Yeah, back at um, Summers, we learned that there's a Kraken that is, like, halting all the ships going out. Mm -hmm. And um, I, at some point, we catch wind. We go, we go into, like, a secret club. Not a secret club, but you need to call the club in order to get access. Yeah, actually, and... we're going to do that right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought we had already done that. But for whatever reason, uh, I don't remember how we got tipped off, but we need to come back in, in to Foresight, and we yeah. delve into a location there. In the, yeah, oh, so it's the happens, museum. I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, there's a museum in Summers, mm -hmm. and there's maybe like a rival museum in, I think they're rivals in, in <laughs> Forsen. And he gets a call, and he's like, oh, what did this guy want to show me in this museum? Oh, well. 
And so you can go over there. Right, right. And uh, you'll find out that there is something under the sewers, and uh, that will be the fifth sanctuary location, and it's a giant plague rat. So yeah. So we've killed him. And now, we, yeah, we go to the Stoic Club, and that's kind of where uh, we meet this woman who sells magic cakes. Magic By cakes. By the way, if someone uh, in a place <laughs> like this is selling you magic cakes... You always might want to look it. up the reviews. Oh, yeah, always take it. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or you, well, yeah. Alamaxia, uh, what happens when you take the magic cakes? Um, you magically um fall unconscious, and we suddenly, like Jeff, are in a completely different place with a completely new character that we've never met before, and his name is Pooh. Pooh. Yeah, it's like the kind of name that when you're a kid you would. When you get to name your characters, you'd be like, I'm going to name it Pooh. <laughs> but nope, that's his actual, actual yeah. name. And it's kind of like a Eastern-themed area over here. And he's, kind of, he's like a karate-style you know, um, t- trainee. And he's learning and, and trying to just master his art. And a lot of, he's like, he seems like a big hit with ladies. They're all like, oh, I love Pooh. He's so, so cute. <laughs> Um, and you talk to your master there and he's like, go to the, the high mountain or whatever and, and, and seek that out for your training. And then here, here, as you sit at the top of this, this, uh, this mountain or whatever, um, somebody comes out and says, Hey, master said to, to report to him. And you're like, okay. And you can go down and then you talk to him. And if you leave, you talk to the master and he's like, I have nothing to say. Go back to your training, <laughs> and you're like, huh? And you do—it's another one of those things where you just have to wait there for like 30 seconds, yep. and then you have one heck of a strange, like, out of body experience with, with your master. some sort. Yeah, master. Yeah. Is it him actually? I think so. Sorry, I, th- I yeah, I kind of figured it was like some sort of ancestor or something, and he basically ask you these questions you can say yes or no and he's like i'm gonna break your arms is that okay and you're like oh boy or break your legs and now i'm gonna break your leg uh, your arms and then i'm gonna take it like gouge out your, gouge eyes, out your eyes and yeah. then you stop being able to see and he yeah he like takes away your your hearing as well all the sound stops it's really cool how they do it um but you just keep saying yes and then you wake up and it's like you passed the test you've completed your training so go back and talk to him I failed my test the first time because I did not. I I said no, you can't break my legs. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't so, say no at yeah. all. By the way, can we talk about this this dude with a phone on his head? <laughs> so they'll put phones again. The phone is the way that you can save your game, and they'll put phones in kind of silly ways. So there's an NPC that literally has just a phone on top of his head. And yeah, I think your, I, when you call your dad, he even kind of mentions that it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I think they kind of, like, tried to disguise it as hair. Like, I think it's supposed to be hair, yeah, but okay. it, he still functions as a phone. So they kind of, like, integrate it that way. But, yeah. I also love that when you, when you save, you can choose to continue or end your game. And mm. if, you, if you say continue, he's like, you're a hard worker, just like your mom. Uh, so I think that was, I don't know, for some reason that kind of la- made me laugh just because he's like, good job. Yeah. Keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't approve, but you know, this is all, I understand the whole saving the world from destruction thing. So anyways, goodbye. Click. 
<laughs> well, so you could technically, if you're strong enough after that whole incident, you can take some magic cakes and bring it to the ferryman. Uh, by the way, the ferryman's like married, I think, to the magic cake lady. And so she'll, oh, right, uh, yeah. he'll um, take you down into the ocean with his boat, but you'll be attacked by a kraken. And so uh, what I did is I went back to the, um, you know, Pooh's hometown. Is it Dalaran or something like oh, that? Dalam. 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 Yeah. yeah. And uh, there is another My Sanctuary location here. So, you know, there's a little dungeon. You can level up a little bit more. And so this is the fifth one. I have no idea what's happening here. Does anyone want to guess what, what this monster is? It's called Thunder and Storm. Yeah, it's a very lightning-based place, and it's all kind of like elementals and, and genies and those sorts of enemies. A pretty rough spot, but the, that Franklin badge comes in handy because you can mm -hmm. um, reflect a lot of that stuff. And I remember when I got here, a lot of the bosses, if you just go all out and try and immediately rush them down. They'll die pretty quick, and they're not too bad. Um, and, and this one was that for me. However, I did find some very good grind methods, and I didn't want to over-level, but whenever I got new party members, I would go and kind of grind them up. I don't know if you guys found any of the caterpillars. The caterpillar? I did one. I think it just one. Okay. Yeah, so they're like a rare spawn in certain spots. But you can manipulate them to spawn, and then you oh. can you can they'll always run away from you pretty much, and you just back attack them, and it's like boom, twenty k XP, easy. And so you just like find a spot where other enemies aren't a risk, and you just go back and forth until you see a caterpillar spawn, and then boom, huge That's XP. Cool. So I did that to catch up my my party, and if I felt a yeah. little weak, I would do that too. So didn't have too much problem with the the that like bunny dungeon or whatever yeah because one of the weird things is when you get a new party member they don't level you it up to what the rest of your party members are so mm. you know paula comes in at effectively level one jeff you know they do a little bit of a um combat before they join the party so jeff you know you'll you'll level them up a little bit but yeah, yeah like my character SMG was probably like level 30 or 40 when Jeff joined and Jeff was like level six. But they, you know, they do level up pretty quickly, but yeah. yeah, that's if you keep them alive, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. So we, ha we just, you know, uh, went through the, our little boat ride with the ferryman and we have uh, destroyed the Kraken, which was preventing ships from passing down to this next city. And this is kind of like a, I, I don't know, like a desert Egyptian type thing because mm. there's a bunch of pyramids and stuff. But anyone remember what the, and there are some hieroglyphics as well. Does anyone remember what the name of this town is? Scaraba. Like scarab right. with an A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scaraba. Yeah. Scaraba. Yeah. By the way, I wonder why they stopped with the number, uh, naming mm. the towns after the numbers. Like after town number four, they just kind of gave that up. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the joke. I don't know. I, well, I think, I think uh, it's a, yeah. Go ahead. I, say, I think it's supposed to be the joke that they didn't put too much thought into the names of things because they wanted to put more into the depth of things. Like you, mm. they they kind of they kind of you know they they just call it in like a one 
one at Tucson, three, four side. But then it's like, oh, you're going to the cold place. That should be winters. Oh, you're going to the hot <laughs> place. That should be summers. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And now you're going to an Egyptian place. There's a lot of scarabs. Scarab. Yeah. <laughs> Scarab. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we 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 found this area called the Sphinx, and uh, or we found an area with the Sphinx, and you see these five telltale buttons there. And I think this I might have needed a hint here. I can't remember if someone hit, tips you off to going to uh, back to one of the other uh, exhibits, which is an Egyptian themed mm-hmm. um, uh, museum. And you can find a a tablet, I believe, which shows the uh, the order in which you yeah you step on the button. There's like some hieroglyphs on one of the displays, and you take a photo, and, yeah. uh, and that gives you the guide. You're also drawing out a star. I think one of the NPCs nearby mm-hmm. mentions that you draw a star. Oh, um, I yeah. I and I that. I had gotten that all before I came here, so I didn't have to backtrack. Um, but I I don't know. Maybe I was a little bit more thorough and just investigating everything but yeah there's a lot of like kind of open you know paths where you can do something before another thing or not and and that's cool too but once you open up that sphinx you get to go into effectively a big uh a tomb right you're in the pyramid yeah yeah you're in the pyramid and uh the pyramid is actually quite large um, we're going to burn through most of this pretty quickly, but uh, effectively there is a sarcophagus in, we'll call it the center, yeah. and then you go down one a very, very long path, step on a, a, a pressure plate, and that slides the sarcophagus away, and now you can jump down into a room, and you get the Hawkeye. Mm. Yeah. My yeah. inventory was full when I tried to up, <laughs> so I had to... I like it whenever your inventory is full. It mentions it's like <laughs> you would love to get this, but you have you don't have any room. Yeah. I think this one was actually really funny because it said like you made it this far right. only to come and try to get it with your inventory full. <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately, our our buddy Pooh here has decided to go. So we well, he had to go get the rest of three. his training with his master. That's right. Suddenly yeah, this appeared the, out of nowhere. Star Master, I think is his name. And he's like, I gotta teach Pooh the the you know, the knowledge of Star Storm. And you're like, Oh, okay. I expect him to be gone for a long time, but he comes back not not too lo- much later. Uh in the meantime, um We get to do Brick's Dungeon. We get to do Brick Road's Dungeon, which we didn't mention him before, and I had oh my gosh, I had forgotten about this NPC, but when you first get Jeff, you walk through this kind of it's not a, it, it's like a little, a little maze. I don't even, yeah, a little maze. And there's an NPC who's like, man, my wish is to become a dungeon man. And you're like, okay, dude, like what? <laughs> and then da- later, now we found a giant statue, like moving, uh, yeah. I don't know, stone mech thing. And it is a dungeon man. And he's got a bunch of messages down and they're all commenting on like, making commentary on the design of dungeons and like uh you know here's where i thought that that you could stay and rest and this and that sort of thing and then he's got like a little zoo of enemies um but uh yeah are there even fights in here i don't remember there are yeah okay 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 yeah 
And uh, yeah, I love Dungeon Man because uh, <laughs> he's got this. He when he moves, he kind of like moves his body side to side, so he's like <laughs> yeah. kind of dancing. This uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a cute guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, Doctor Andot or Andots. That that's the name I was trying to remember for um for Jeff, his his father. Yeah. Um, we talked about him, so yeah. So here's Dungeon Man, kind of walking <laughs> around. And he's following us, and he's gonna get stuck on some palm trees. <laughs> and um, I this love is this the because the wackiness, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And he's he's just like, hey, uh, you know, you probably want to go get yourself a submarine. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, this is great. This guy's like. Hey, uh, do you want to go through this really treacherous journey to, you know, through this poisonous swamp here, even though, you know, it's a really stupid idea (laughs) (laughs) and you're like, yes. He's like, are you serious? Okay. Yeah. Go get yourself a submarine. And sure enough, uh, dungeon man, uh, he's prepped to, he's prepped for any, uh, any any, occasion uh, (laughs) occasion. and you find yourself a submarine. And, and I think even the note says, so it's a le- yellow submarine. Oh yeah, and I think it even says like, yeah, we just it just happened to be yellow. It's just coincidence, <laughs> yeah. Just coincidence, right? Yeah. So obviously referencing the Beatles song, right, right, right. right. And Je- Jeff manages to fix up the submarine, and then you yep. take that and go to man. What's this location even called? Is like Swamp of Darkness or Deep something? Deep darkness. Deep darkness. Yeah. And yeah, there's some dark patches. It's so funny because. Yeah, I think it, it seemed like we kind of did the same thing. I was traversing it, and I was like, okay, there's dark areas. Part of me would just figured that the Hawkeye would automatically be active. Yeah. Just wor- yeah, yeah. Yourself, yeah. So I just start going through, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I probably shouldn't, don't need to be blindly doing this, and use it on the overworld, and then you never have to use it again, and, and you can see no problem. Um, did either of you guys sniff up some magic truffles here? Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because oh. I I didn't I found uh, I, you know I got the nose but I couldn't find it so did you I did I did there's a what do the truffles do there's a vendor uh one of those shady vendors who's like huh, like you know anybody looking all right all right all right buy quick buy quick and right by him like you would use the the nose and it would say there seems to be a truffle nearby so it's one of those kind of like triangulate and you yeah. keep moving and you use it again. And yeah, the magic truffle, I think it restores like 60 PP or something. So it's like really good compared yeah. to the rest of the items. Um, but I, I only sniffed out one. I checked it out and I was like, okay, cool. I held on to it until, until later. Um, but yeah, this, this area kind of, I think it, it seems worse than it is because you're trudging through like really slow like you're practically underwater as you're moving through the swamp and you'll take damage but it's very it's very slight uh and then there's some strong crocodile enemies and stuff but you yeah you explore it and we got poo back did you see that oh yeah poo arrives back yeah Um, but he he makes one heck of an he does he does yeah yeah, because we fight master barf was that his name master barf uh, it's just Belch, Master Belch. It was the Master Belch. It's the same Belch. I oh, think, I thought I thought it said. Now he calls himself Barf. Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, it's it, it's not a it's not a super difficult, but at least for me it wasn't. But there, you know, it was starting to get to the wire, and then Pooh arrives and he casts his new ability, 
Star Storm, which is just so much damage at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically like flies into the 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 fight yeah mm -hmm. with the with that. And does that so at least on mine that was what was the killing blow for the boss? Did I think it was, was for me for too. You? Yeah. Okay. It's probably just an HP threshold and it does yeah. like a range, but the range is like it's so it's such a high damaging spell that yeah, yeah. finishes them off. Now, what did you guys think of Pooh? I was not a huge fan because he's got some interesting abilities, but I just felt him kind of like mediocre and everything. Uh, what did you guys think of his his uh, loadout? Uh, yeah, he had like this mimic ability where he would turn into one of the other enemies, which didn't work very often or very well, and it, yeah. you weren't able to control him again for like the rest of the battle. So I just oh. used him as um, a nuke. Like, whenever I just needed yeah. to do some damage, just throw Starstorm at it. Mm -hmm. Starstorm was great, and I would usually just use uh, the max tier of ice. Um, he gets yeah. teleport uh, version B, which is a little easier to manage. And he also has healing, which is super nice. I think he got, like... Um, I think he got res before Ness for me. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and he also has a different type of shield than the other. Oh yeah, um, he does. Right, he's he does physical shield, I think. Yeah, and Paula would do magic shield because mm -hmm. they that yeah the text is actually different, and you're like, oh okay. Um, so yeah, he he had some handy stuff. He had some handy stuff, but he wasn't very good if you if you didn't have the PP and you were just meleeing. He was kind of lackluster. So I'd usually dump like my important use items like my res items and stuff on him and my restores and then i would just use that on the party when needed now in this area where we are which we're down in stonehenge now mm -hmm. um one thing that's important to point out is Pooh cannot equip anything except for like right. this one armor this one sh this one mm -hmm. bracer this one accessory but there is a weapon that he can use, and it's a weapon that you have to steal from, um, or not steal, but you have to get as a rare drop from Starman Super, which is yep. a rare oh, enemy cool. in Stonehenge. Yeah, I farmed for it for a bit, but I ultimately, <laughs> I didn't want to overlevel too hard. All of his equipment is like of kings, and it's like, yeah. I think it was Sword of Kings, that, and it's a 1 in 128 chance. I, I did use a guide pretty freely here and there. Um, as I just, I didn't want to spend too much time like lingering. And so I, I saw that. So I farmed, I, I found a pretty good farm strat, but I did about 40 superstar men. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, done. I'm moving on. That's a lot. Yeah. What was kind of lame is he, you know, I guess the idea is he's a monk. So he's, you know, using his fists to fight. Right. But his offense was significantly lower than Paula. And Paula is your caster, at least in my party. I mean, in in my situation, based on the leveling. Mm -hmm. So it was like, even his fists would do less damage than my caster's melee. I was like, that's just, <laughs> you know, he's not. Yeah. But maybe, maybe the sword changes that. Maybe that makes it amazing. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. It, there's probably just something that we're really missing with how he can transform into enemies. Like, there's probably yeah. something where it's like, this yeah. makes him like the most OP character. Well, we didn't mention I, it, I, but oh, go ahead. One of the fights you can uh, you can and I use this a little bit. There was a guy that will do full restores of party members, and so occasionally I'd mirror him, and then sometimes I'd randomly oh. heal my 
Oh, that's cool. I'll I'll try to point it out. If we get there. I did yeah, go ahead, Lobos. Oh, I did try to mirror a few times, and I actually never got it to work. So I just must use oh, it on the wrong no. enemies. So I stopped trying. Um, yeah, it's it's not super great. Yeah, but before we um we went down to Stonehenge, we visited a village of interesting little green um shy. Tendas. Yeah, they're called tendas, and tenda village is um. There's one guy, there's the, the Tenda chief who just says, oh, everybody's shy. And then there's one Tenda who's like, man, I'm not shy. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm different. I'm unique. And, uh, but if you want to unshy everybody, uh, maybe, I think there's a book that uh, the chief mentions. I think there's a book of overcoming shyness or something like that that, that we could use and that could help everybody. Um, so you managed to grab that. I think it's in the library in Tucson. I think that's right. And you just have to search the, the bookshelves and you manage to find it or uh, actually somebody had borrowed. Oh no, 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 it, it, it does. Yeah, no, no. There. Someone had, someone borrowed it and mm. then they were missing, but then I think they, you learned somehow that it was in a shelf or they returned it or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So you give it back to the, the tendas and the chief teaches everybody. And now they all can talk, and they're not shy anymore. And then you go to the one who was who was unique, and he's like, "I don't have a purpose anymore because I, uh-huh. I don't have an identity." He says, "I lost my identity, I think, oh. because he's not the the not shy one anymore." Oh, but Maybe I, he could be the shy one, and then he's got there. You go now a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But that was all in service of getting this uh this the strong tenda to move a rock, and then you push that down. We just killed the boss of the seventh uh, sanctuary location and uh now we're looking at um like a screen here scrolling one of those yes yeah Yeah. scrolling marquee on the wall with it's there's like very clear pixels and it's it's like it's reading ness's mind and putting his thoughts on the wall and it's uh I, I would say that, like, from this point, the game starts to get even weirder. <laughs> um, but I love the next section. It was, I thought it was really uh, cool, even, even if the enemies were a bit annoying. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. I will say, in terms of the combat, so, you know, we, we go to this sort of uh, tribal, you know, I think of, like, 20,000 BC-style thing. Yeah. You know, Chrono the Lost Under. Right. Yeah. Where it was a bunch of dinosaurs, but everything after this, I felt like combat was maybe a little too um swingy for its own good. Like your characters are either dying all the time <laughs> or just annihilating the enemies all the time and it really just kind of seemed like a dice roll. So I think maybe lost a little bit of its luster near the end game for me. There's definitely In like a the, the, difficulty jump like yeah. Right, like right after this, um, and enemies just start hitting really mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where you really have to exploit or really uh, take advantage of that uh, scrolling HP bar. Oh yeah. You know, if something hits mm-hmm. yep. you enough to where it's like they're gonna fall unconscious, like we said, you gotta quickly go through and like I gotta <laughs> yeah. throw any heal on them, just quickly, quickly throw right, heal on right. them. Right. Yeah. So I- earlier we were talking about going back for the sanctuary stones this is the spot uh there's this little talking rock here in this village 
I can't tell who is manning the village if it's tendas because everything's very, very small. And even yeah, the yeah, they're tendas. They're tendas. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. said that at some point, um, other tendas left here, I think. And, right. and now they, they basically just lived in, the, in these little fenced-off areas that keep them safe from the dinosaurs, even though they say that the dinosaurs are trapped outside of their fence that's right their yeah, areas their areas like tiny and they're like oh yeah we're not here yeah they're fenced in you you're outside <laughs> of us exactly yeah but you give them like was it tend to crowd or basically some yeah some sort of oh, yeah. smelly food and they they're like oh yeah come on and then but yeah that the talking rock there will give you uh it's not super precise but it basically says all right here's where all the eight sanctuary locations are and uh, you need to go kill them. So I don't know if you saw that, Lobos, and knew where you needed to go, or if you, you used a guide to figure that out. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was a mix of both, because at this point, I still didn't know that I was missing one, because you yeah. were about to head to the 8th, and, uh, well, we are in the video right now. The, the rock tells you, um, <laughs> the rock, uh, <laughs> the, the talking stone boulder tells you that the, the, the final sanctuary is to the southwest, so you start making your way there, and here we are. It's a big volcano, and it's... Uh, this area was very enemy-dense, and I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. It was rough. Um, yeah, this was... And, the, and I think this is probably, like, one of the hardest bosses in the game, if not the hardest. Um, this, uh, what was it? Is it Carbon Dog? It's a Carbon Dog. Carbon yeah. Dog, and he does a bunch of AoE fire. He just hits really hard. I think he debuffs the party i think he can like insta kill and then after you deal enough damage he becomes diamond dog and or maybe that's when he starts doing those things he shields a lot it's just it's a tanky fight and it's a rough area uh no pun intended diamond dog will straight up reflect your damage oh yeah uh, melee damage so at this point i kind of burnt through much of my psi power Mm -hmm. and so because it Ideally, you come in here with a full amount of Psy and you just nuke the Diamond Dog because that won't reflect the, the magic back at you. But yeah, I just kind of had to sit there and face tank the uh, physical damage coming back at me. And uh, that's the eighth Sanctuary Stone. Look at that. I can't remember eight with done. that one if you use a bottle rocket, if it reflects that back at you also. Good question. But I don't remember. But... For, I know I mentioned this before, and we talked a little bit about bottle rockets. There's three different types of bottle rockets you can get, and the biggest one you get is like a triple bottle rocket oh, or something. Multi, yeah, multi rocket. I think it, it one shots <laughs> bosses. Like, like it just yep. straight up does like three thousand damage. Yeah. Oh. I did not expect I, that, and I didn't find any of those. Oh, I only it, found it, one. And I can't remember them. which boss it was, but I just really, oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, that's... so the, the guy that looks like Mr. T, he's the guy that sells like anything that's mm. explosive or gun like. So he's basically mm. Jess Vender. The one that's in Foresight um, sells multi bottle rockets. So you could oh, just wow. fill Jess that's inventory OP. with them and you just OP. mow through, through boss. It's great. Yeah. But and then... one thing I wanted to. No, go. Real quick, and then we'll let you jump over to the this area here. One thing I wanted to mention is I believe that the game originally came with like a a big strategy guide. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I think it came, came with, with the game. I, I can't yeah. remember if it came with the game it or, did. but yeah, it was like it's like a hundred pages walkthrough. <laughs> uh, I wish I had one of those, but those are multi hundred dollars now. Ooh. So 
uh, which is amazing yeah. this is a game that back when it came out like i said you wouldn't have appreciated it when you were a kid and the public didn't either so this was like five bucks at best buy with bins and bins of them oh man bins of them <laughs> yeah that's crazy time machines why don't you <laughs> but after uh after getting that last um that last shining spot uh ness kind of isn't after that he kind of has this entire out of body out of mind or something experience where we go to magicant in of mind really because he's mind, this, yeah yeah this is his whole like dream world basically this place was by far the hardest place in the game for me and it's the yeah, same and it's because i had i forgot uh, uh something other than the casey bat so i only had that <gasps> on this oh no and i didn't have the franklin badge which this is an area oh that no like everything does lightning damage so i spent i had to spend about an hour and a half just grinding on the enemies in this area to gradually work my way through it it was brutal mm-hmm. the funny thing is i was i was legitimately wondering why you had difficulty because i was like this is one of the easiest Whoa. but i had a different bat and i had the franklin badge so yeah that that makes a lot i of sense. i mean i had both of those i had a good bat and franklin badge and it was really tough for me like i was again it was the mischance and you know what maybe i did have the bad bat no because you get a bat in this area i'm pretty sure but it, anyways yeah like you, it would, you would fight from a kraken uh i'm not sure but like there's a there's an encounter that's a little dice guy and I it it took me about two three turns to kill him with just bash if it didn't crit and then yeah, he, he would summon he would summon yeah. and summon and that's all he did was summon and I would end up in a battle against seven things and you can get a little like companion um what is his name flying, flying man flying man yeah, yeah and he's like a bird man basically and he'll auto attack on his own um he's not that great but he, he helps and and the, there's a second section that's full of krakens i actually just skipped all of them walked all the way around and was like oh, i'm not doing this and there's a boss at the end it's a money money statue and he's basically got all the same abilities you have and and you you dispose of him and mm-hmm. and learn that you need to head to saturn village where uh, maybe Apple Kid has, they've just about finished with the, what is it called? Phase? Phase Distorter. Phase Distorter. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a missing piece. There's a missing piece. Uh, was it stolen by Pokey, I think? Um, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And so you need to go back to Onet after all this time and collect a piece of the meteorite in order to for uh, Dr. Ann Donuts to study and then create the final piece needed for the phase distorter, which is ultimately how we're supposed to battle against Gygus, who we didn't really talk about this whole game, but it's also the game doesn't really talk about him very much yeah, it because it just goes, oh, there's this prophecy that, that Ness will defeat Gygus, and Gygus is like the ultimate evil in the universe that will destroy everything. And you're like, yes. okay. Guy gets wants to travel ten thousand years into the past and like eradicate the history of of things, and it's like you yeah. gotta go, you gotta go beat him in the past. Yeah, and this is where things get real. And and Doctor Andonet says, "All right, 
the only way that we can you can fight Gygus is you have to go back into the past, and the only way we can do that is by transferring your souls into these robots, uh, and you may not make it back. So, like, he's very... He'll even ask you, he says, is there... Like, are you willing to do this? And I said no, and he said, well, I understand. Like, that totally makes sense. All that's left now is the destruction of, of our world. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll say yes. So you say yes, and yeah, your souls get transferred, and it's this final area of uh, enemies, and you know they're, they're which is just it's a nightmare. There, it's yeah, so dense. It's pretty dense. They're, they they will sometimes instant kill some of your party members. Oh yeah, it's pretty um, brutal. They they have the like Starman seniors, and they'll just do the Star Storm ability, which will do like three hundred points of damage to everyone yeah. in your party. Yeah, it's nasty, but. So we're at the final boss here, Gygus. There's multiple things going on. We're going to be spending the next probably 10 minutes on this fight because it is actually pretty intricate. So uh, we can talk about anything we want to here, but let me uh, pass it over to Al Maxi and let us start us off with the final boss battle. Pokey's back! So we start fighting Gygus, and for whatever reason, out of nowhere, Pokey is in here, and he's like, yeah, I, I'm kind of with this guy. And, and Pokey's not a robot, but he's in this this weird organic alien tank-looking thing. And he's heavily armed. Gygus just reflects all of your attacks really back at them, so you can't really do much. So you, you just got to focus on Pokey, and, and you just got to figure out what the heck to do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pokey is just saying how Gygus was harnessing the power of evil. But at this point, now Gygus has basically become pure evil. And he's not, Gygus isn't even really this, like, it's just the incorporeal consciousness that, at least at this part of the fight, doesn't really say anything to you. It'll start to speak to Ness later. Um, I, I figured, I, so I, I was mildly aware of the fight, um, but not in, in detail. So... I, I figured uh, attack Pokey. That seemed like the, the right answer. Anyways, even though it says he's heavily armed, like, uh, it wasn't heavily armored. So it's like, oh, okay, all right. So you attack Pokey. Eventually he's like, ah, whatever. Guy gets going to take care of you, and he backs out of the fight. And now you're just fighting this warping, terrifying nightmare of a thing. I can't even imagine if I played this when I was a kid. If, like, I probably wouldn't have beat this game i would just stopped like this is horrific it's <laughs> it's nightmare fuel it's so yeah. i mean gygus geiger it's very uh it's, it's a very strange and disturbing fight mm -hmm. yeah there's multiple phases here but a lot of it is is gonna revolve around making sure you keep paula alive jeff and Pooh just kind of ate it uh right <laughs> away for me and um, so he's got this attack, uh, and yeah, it says you cannot grasp the true nature of Gygus's attack, mm -hmm. and it'll do multiple different things. Um, sometimes it'll just do damage. Sometimes it'll try to do electricity damage. Uh, sometimes it will actually do instant kills. Uh, yeah. I did have SMG get insta killed once, which was crazy. Oh wow! Um, but that was because. Uh, we're going to get to a spot here. Uh, actually, we're at the spot now where Pokey is like, hey, 
you know, you're going to die here. You know, feel free. Call your mommy, call your daddy, call out to anyone that listens to you. No one's going to. And he kind of taunts you and then just leaves. And so at this point, you fight, you're fighting Gygus for, call it, you know, round three or stage three of the boss fight. And I probably spent 20 minutes mm -hmm. with, with SMG. Because um, SMG is actually really powerful when at some point, Mm -hmm. you you basically get like this massive level up right yeah. and now my guy's got like 700 hit points 400 magic which is was is a lot um and but i looked it up because i was like there's gotta be oh. this fight's going on for 20 minutes like there's gotta be something i'm missing <laughs> here alamaxia was i missing something uh you were missing that paula has an ability that you almost never use in the game yeah pray you have to pray and reach out to people just as she has prayed and reached out to you and jeff and Pooh. Yeah. yeah her prayer reaches across time and space and that's so cool and yeah it's like the people she reaches out to you have to do this multiple times like maybe yeah. six seven eight I think times it's like seven yeah, yeah. Like that. and each time it's a different group of people that you've encountered on your journey and they're like huh they just kind of get a little like spidey sense, like oh, something's up with Paula or something's up with Ness or Jeff, depending on who they knew. And it says they start to pray for you. So it's like using this power across dimensions to, and each time you do this, Gygus will take some damage, and uh, and take more and more damage. And it's like okay, okay, so keep Paula up, let her pray. Um, which by the way, I don't, I don't think we talked about it, but I used it a couple times in the main game and it can AOE heal your party, but it can also heal the enemies too. It did really bad stuff to, yeah. Yeah. So I did a couple times and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that. But the funny thing is the way that I ended up figuring it out was Paula got paralyzed. And so her only options were do nothing, sigh, which I didn't have any PP at that point, and then pray. And so That's I was like, cool. I'm yeah. going to pray and it worked. So like, I don't know if that was like something that was kind of an eventuality that she would get stunned, but yeah, it just worked out that way. And, and it made a lot of sense. One of the things that's really funny and you'll see this in the video is as long as she gets to her turn and starts praying before her hit points hit zero, it goes through. Oh. So I think I had like two or three situations where <laughs> Paula is basically unconscious during this this little prey sequence. Here. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the more so, Gygus takes damage, he starts to whisper kind of into your party's ears, and it's like, you know, there's no, yeah. there's no hope. Just very, just bringing you down in all sorts of, just it, horrible it, it ways of, it's, it's kind of this dread feeling it's very yeah. dreadful yeah it's just there's no hope like i will destroy everything and it's just the background keeps updating and it's just this undulating sort of face that you can pick out of this know, almost like liquid and it's it's mm -hmm. It's very disturbing. And the, the music, too. The music is very much of note because it starts off and it's kind of like, it's almost like a, a kind of like a retro NES song. And it's like, do, 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 do. And then it goes into like death metal and you're like, what? And then this last section has just this droning, like waning while all this very stuff is happening. Sounding. Yeah, yeah, and so you get a little few moments of reprieve as as Paul is praying, and it kind of 
play some different music that's a little more upbeat, and then you come back and back to the... And it's just, uh, yeah, it's a whole disturbing experience. Yeah, it's very cool. And then yeah. again, it's a, it's a great way to kind of reminisce of all the different places you've mm-hmm. been to and stuff like that. Uh, Frank, uh, you know, yeah. the, I guess, first boss we, we yeah. defeated... He's actually praying for us, so that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, we saw. You know, we were at Saturn Valley. We saw Jeff's friends, and now we're seeing our mom, uh, who is touched by Paula's prayer, and she's gonna pray for us with the, uh, with your sister, and I think King the dog even comes yeah. over and is praying for us. So that's that's great. <laughs> yeah, I think this yeah. is also where it does like the most damage. Like at this point, it's ramped up and. Uh, yeah. it's gonna start doing thousands of points of damage mm-hmm. on on Gygus there. Yeah. So this was, I mean, an interesting way to kind of close out the fight. You know, it's it's less of a. I mean, honestly, it really is just keep Paul alive, which is kind of cool. Like, you know, it's not. It wasn't intuitive for me, but I do like the idea of um, you know, almost like a different mechanic for for the boss battle here. Yeah. And here they do something interesting because uh, you pray and it says Paulo's cry was absorbed or prayer was absorbed by the darkness. And so at that point, I started trying different things. Um, But later down in the line, I did try praying again and then it happens to work. So kind of an interesting way to just go like, oh, you don't do this anymore, but then you actually do. So, yep, you got to power through the darkness there. Yeah, and eventually I, it's, it's she cool. Like you, oh yeah, you you the person playing the game, right? Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. At, at some point in the game, you had to like put in, you know, like what is your name? Yeah, and so it's like right, she right. reaches out to you, and it's like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's the, the whole thing. It does not exist. Yeah. So yeah, and I, at some point, I was reading the guide, and when I I came to that point where you put in your name, and it says very important like for the sake of the story like actually put your actual name because at this point now it'll it'll say lobos kept praying and it's like because it like dashes out the it it kind of filters and puts one letter at a time and jumps around so you can kind of get the idea and then at the end it's like lobos kept praying and so it's like your will catch that yeah i did think it was weird like halfway or like three-fourths through the game and they're like are you sure you this is your name but i think for me they auto filled the name of your character there so i'm just like yeah it's smg Mm -hmm. that's what i put at the beginning so Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't pick up on that but i think that's that's cool yeah um and when you pray for you you know smg or you pray for ness and and paula that is enough to do a a lot of damage to Gygus, and um, it's more or less the <laughs> defeat of that boss there. Pokey's still yeah. alive, though. Yeah, Pokey's like, ah, all right, well, I'm out now, because I was with this dude, and now you defeat, ah, well, yeah, we'll meet again, but bye. And uh, yeah. however Pokey is doing all this, maybe we'll learn in Mother 3, but... <laughs> and then there's this, yeah. One of these days, we'll get it. One right? of these one days. Of these days. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This whole staticky so this experience. Looks like, it, I know this looks like one of those where you know back when you used to have cable TV and maybe <laughs> a channel didn't come in. Yeah. Or you just a bunch of static. It's just crazy things happening. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know. Gygus is weird. I very very interesting boss because I think you mentioned like they don't really talk too much about him. Mm-hmm. He just just kind of come out of nowhere. It's like, all right, cool. Here's the end boss. Go kill him. And mm-hmm. he's not like taunting you throughout the game. Yeah. Well, they don't. They really don't give it much of a like personality, except at the end right. where it starts just saying like, like I'm so sad and like ness 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 ness. It's just, like saying such weird, the disturbing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it really just a an, some sort of entity. Um, but you know, Paula knew this whole time that the party needed to get together, and there are other people who were like, "Yep, this needs to happen." And there's a prophecy that Ness would take take out Gygus and for sure uh, surely enough you fulfill that and then at the end here um yeah poo disappears yeah I love he also says oh here's an ability I learned as a child and and you're like well I wish you would have told me because that that looks pretty useful sigh farewell sigh farewell yeah now Paula asks you to take her home and you can say yes or no uh, and I said yes, but I'm curious if you say no, Ooh. do you not take her home, or does she make you take her home? Oh, that's a good know. question. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, but who got the warm fuzzies like coming back home? Like you've done all this, <laughs> and in some yeah. ways, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings, like uh, Samwise, he he goes to Mount Doom, comes back, right? And he's yeah, he's back in the Hobbit, Hobbitville or the mm-hmm. Shire. I felt like kind of the same way. It was like, you did all this stuff and you just go back to your mom and you, you know, go have pizza and go to bed. Back to being a normal kid after saving the yeah. world and a time traveling weird adventure. Yeah, yeah, really. Now it's time to go do your homework. Yeah. Did you guys do a uh, new game plus not new game plus, but, <laughs> but it's funny because you wake up in almost the same way that the game yeah. started originally. Yeah. We're going to get to that real yeah. quick. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, all right. So we got that. So we got our <laughs> Patreon. Again, thank you uh, so much to all the Patreon supporters for making, quite literally making this episode possible, hitting our milestone. What a blast this was. And so here's the, the little epilogue here. Lobos, please continue. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it plays out very similarly to the beginning of the game. Uh, I think there's banging at the window, or banging at the door, and you go downstairs to check it, and... Uh, I don't remember if it's if it's pokey or picky, but there is like basically they, they they cliffhanger you of like pokey's back or something, you know. Oh, it is picky. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's like my he brother's waiting for you yeah. or something like that, and and then it yeah, he gives you a ends. letter. Yeah. Come and get me, loser! Spankity, spankity, spankity. <laughs> and then I think it's like to be continued? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, the, the end, end dot, dot, mark? dot. Yeah. Question. Oh, man, what a special yeah. game, though. That's, um, I really had no idea what to expect here. Uh, and I was very pleasantly surprised. For me, I had a, I had a fear that, you know, like sometimes there, there's a game that people talk about so much, they hype it up so much, and then we get to it. Mm. It's just kind of like mediocre yeah, or, you know, yeah. You heard about so much, you're kind of sick of it before even playing it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I came in here and I, I was like, "Wow, this is really special. It's it's cool. It's it's serious, but it's also not serious at all. And it's got it's got RPG mechanics, but they're not so stringent. Like you can kind of have fun there. You know, the yeah. bottle rockets and stuff like that. And yeah, it's overall not too tough of a game, a cool, but it's, it's a cool game. It's a good experience. 
Cool. And I know Alamaxia, you said like, oh, how are we going to do this in two hours? I know Alamaxia, you could probably go on for three or four. <laughs> but, There's uh, so much we glazed over. There was a gush, lot. There gush, was a anything lot. you want to talk about yeah. right now, this is your moment. I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Yes. Uh, just, we, we've already kind of talked about the music. The music alone is, is worth playing this game. And if, if you don't have time to play this game, just pull up the music on YouTube. It is the... the what they did with the Super Nintendo and how great they made some stuff sound. Like we talked about the Runaway Five, it's good. It has all this <laughs> nice little funky, funky jazz going on with it. The there's different areas that you can just get your HP back. Like in Doctor Andonut's lab, there's like this HP refilling capsule that you see inside of Brick Road later on. Yep. Um, We're just watching the. I, I love these two because we were watching the credits, and it's got all of the characters or a good portion of the characters with their names, and they're they're kind of dancing around or emoting around. So I I love that too. Right, it's, more games should uh, should have that type of stuff. And then um, after this, it's going to show you another credit sequence of the developers, and that's where it shows you the pictures. We didn't have a lot of those in the the video of our uh, you know us getting our picture taken, mm -hmm. but at at pivotal moments in the game, you know that we talked about that earlier, the picture dude would come and take your picture, and so we'll see some of those photos here when we get to the credits. But I have a theory uh, that that guy is actually Ness's dad. Oh, oh, that's a good. I didn't even uh, think about Star Master. No, no, no. The picture. Dude. Oh, the picture guy. Oh, <laughs> that makes so much sense because there's always that stereotype of like the father just sitting there with the video camera. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. That dude, makes sense. You should look. You should look mm. that. I should look that up. You should look that. Everyone should look that up <laughs> because I think I really think you're onto something there. I also invite you to go to like go back and th and put your mind in the gutter whenever you're calling your mom. Yeah, oh man! Just, just read between the lines on those. It, you, you pick up an entirely different message. <laughs> That's great, Lobos. The closing thoughts from Dad's you on this phone. game. Dad's the phone. Oh, yep. That's right. Dad is a phone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it lived up to the hype. I would say it's such a. I feel like wholesome. Out, you know, outside of the the very, very so. dreary ending, the the whole. The whole game, I think, can be summed up as wholesome. Like, every NPC you meet is, like, more or less, like, good-natured, except Pokey. And um, they're, just, they're just living their lives, and you get to experience yeah. that and in their own unique ways. And, uh, yeah. Can, can I, I just so memorable. real quick here? Because mm -hmm. I think this is really cool. We talked about the picture taker who throughout the game takes pictures of you and your party or sorry uh you know at ness in the party but the closing there we just saw the picture dude comes out and he takes a picture of you the player mm -hmm. i was like oh that's that's a perfect way to wrap that up mm -hmm. and and right at the end you just sit there and you're like fuzzy pickles put your fingers <laughs> yeah <up>. yeah <laughs> now it would be creepy is if oh, they man. if they actually had a photo of you at the end like, Took up your Game Boy camera and uh... <laughs> no, like without that, there's just a photo, and you're like, from some like strange angle, like above you, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> but no, no, I don't think I saw any of that. Wow, I tell you what, folks, two hour episode. That's uh, that's a marathon. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely I definitely feel talked out. Like I know there's still a lot more to talk about, but <laughs> mm-hmm. my brain is ceased to exist or <laughs> ceased to function now. Uh I don't know how you guys are, but I'm assuming that we're uh we're about the <laughs> wrapping up point here. Yeah. So uh, if there's any last minute things you guys want to blurt out, uh we can do so. Otherwise we can move on. If you play this, click and look at everything. Even mm-hmm. benches, signs, mm-hmm. everything. There's so yeah. much fun detail one of my favorite yeah. pieces of fun detail when you look at a hotel sign it's like 50 dollars a night it will actually change the price depending on how many people are in your group so if it's just ness it's 50 dollars and if you bring in like ness paula and jeff fifty dollars mm. so it's just like it's, it's interesting those yeah. little details hmm. they could have just said 50 dollars per person right per person per night. Night. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Cool. I mean, I I definitely would be interested in a mother three, and I almost want to go and do like mother one. Like, what is that about? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, I guess, if this is a sequel, or I don't know if it's a direct sequel uh, or what. I honestly don't know much about the series. I yeah. think on the Switch NES, um, the virtual NES, there is mother one. Okay. okay. Nice. 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 Well, uh, that's gonna wrap up Earthbound. Woo. What a blast! Thank you, everyone. But uh, the show doesn't end here. Well, this show ends here, but there's going to be a next uh, next month there. So, and I just can't wait for this next game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we we played one of the one of the greatest on the Super Nintendo. So, I say we play the king of games on the Genesis. Right. Oh, yeah. I would be lying if I said I wasn't excited. Yeah, me too, because in June, we're going to be taking a look at The Lion King. Oh, boy. Uh, oh boy. Only the third Genesis game we've covered. We just, out of, out, of the, out of 55 episodes, it'll be number three. So we got to get more Genesis games in the mix there, but um, I'm excited. Four. Four? Was it four? We did um, Earthworm Jim, Home oh, Alone. Yeah. Shining Force, Home Alone. Oh, the Home Alone. Forgot about that on oh. the doubleheader there. Didn't we, do, didn't we do Echo? Yeah. Maybe five. Okay, so oh, Wait, one in but... eleven games. Is- <laughs> <laughs> That's a much better ratio. <laughs> there you go. And zero virtual boy games. What are we even? Oh doing? man, Waterworld. Let's go. No, <laughs> don't. No, no, no. Well, yeah, that's going to be in June, but sadly, we have reached the end credits of this episode, and wanted to thank again everyone so much for listening to us on the podcast or watching us on YouTube. And be sure to give us that like, subscribe, thumbs up on Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. Just make sure you, you let us know that you like the show. If you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, SaturdayMorningGamingShow at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, SaturdayMGaming. Yeah, and if you're listening to us on any sort of platform that allows you to rate us, please do so. Like uh, the the people have said and uh what else we got here oh yeah special shout out to technoax for uh, much of the music on this episode for saturday morning gaming i'm alan Maxio. and i'm lobos i'm the fat wizard we'll see you in june with the lion king for the genesis